Mega Dads Live is a mature rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. It's Christmas time, so put on those earmuffs and let's go! Dad's live episode 102. Jesus Christ, stop that again. Mega <laughs> <laughs> Dad's live episode 102. This is your monthly visit to the place where Gamer Life meets real life podcasting since 2014. We are the ultimate podcast to help you balance your love of games media with the joys of life in the real world. My name is Adam Leonard. I'm your host coming to you from the 33rd floor of Megadad's HQ located in the heart of our nation's capital, Champlin, Minnesota. I am joined, as always, by my lovely assistant manning the switchboard. She actually, she just got inside from snow blowing the driveway. Uh, Mabel, I really appreciate it. How are you doing this holiday season? No, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you use salt? Okay. Yep. Yep. I, I, you know, I'm really excited, Mabel. Uh, we are doing, we are doing, of course, the Secret Santa uh, here at Mega Dads this year. We always do Secret Santa. Um, I, I'm excited to hear that you are involved. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping that you rein things in this year because I know last year um, you sent that just massive crate of anal beads to Nick and um he keeps texting me photos and it's amazing how many beads he can fit in there all at once you know with such a big with such a big box you would think you know you'd have like a bead of the month right but like he he's one of those guys that goes all in and he is super enthusiastic he loved that gift but this year i think you need to yep no what yeah mm -hmm. i know you oh you got him too yes yeah so much blood so much blood okay that's well. a, that's a very practical gift mabel if if anything is very thoughtful it is. I want to. I want to chime in because I don't know if I don't know if she's aware if if she paid attention or not during the the Halloween party. But he he had them in during the Halloween party, and we mm -hmm. were all kind of confused. And he told us he was going as a as a chainsaw, and I'm like, I don't I don't get it. And then his wife showed up and ripped the cord, and he was, uh -huh. <laughs> you know when they, when he, she ripped them the the beads yeah. out of his. Uh, out of his anus. That's that's and, uh, that's why he wouldn't sit down for the whole party. That's why he wouldn't sit yeah. down. He's like chainsaws can't sit down as he was crying because <laughs> uh -huh. he was he was bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Once again, Mega Dads is a mature rated podcast. <laughs> and, well. and again and again. So that you know, last month we were at the Thanksgiving special. We were talking about that lake of urine. So we've had to mop up piss, ass blood, just like it's it's just been. <laughs> It's a good thing that when we renovate, when we built this 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 new tower, that we really we really got the high quality flooring because <laughs> that would have happened on like low grade laminate. We would have had to rip the whole thing up because of Nick's ass blood. Nothing says Christmas like ass blood and being in urine. 
Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> so those those voices <laughs> that you hear, of course, they're my buddies. They're my pals. They're my Mega Dad's family. Um, I'm going to introduce you guys proper. So joining me first is the chairman and founder of the All Men's Eggnog Appreciation Society, known as the White Mustache Club, Chris Birdo. Birdo, how are you doing this fine morning, sir? I'm 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 doing I'm doing good. Um, sales skyrocket obviously during this time of year. Mm. Um, I gotta be honest with you though. Uh, in light of recent Kanye related related news, we had to kind of change our, our mascot. Uh, we had a guy he was wearing he was like an all white kind of robe or whatever because mm. uh, an all white mustache. But it's hard to yeah. just yeah. The hood so was but a Kanye. Bad idea. It was a bad idea from the get. Yeah. I get it. I understand. But now Kanye's all, I'm a Nazi. And I'm like, I don't want, you know, eggnog associated with Nazism and fascism right. and Kanye. So, uh, but that's okay. Uh, sales are good. Uh, we've got a new uh, flavor this year of eggnog. It's a uh, Twinkleberry Crunch. Um, what we actually just did <laughs> is we've we've taken, we've partnered with, uh, I believe it's Kellogg's, and gotten their, their, their Captain Crunch, oops, all berries from years past they're well mm. beyond expired mm. and we basically just crunch that down put that in the blender and then mix that with the uh the eggnog it's great it does scratch because it is still captain crunch it is still solid despite being yeah. uh, mixed in the eggnog uh, -huh. uh so you really have to power through it but there's, there's a, uh, i think i think it's gonna i think it's gonna sell pretty good this year there's a distinct texture to captain crunch also yeah. captain crunch a member of the white mustache uh club He's got that yeah, big old floppy white mustache. <laughs> Adam, did you see Kanye's weird outfit that he wears now? Jesus Christ. Oh that my God. My wife whack. my wife showed me, and I had seen it once before, but not uh -huh. well. My wife showed me. It legitimately scared me. I was like, it's what is wrong <laughs> with this dude? I thought it was fake. Anyway, what an ass hat. Keep going. <laughs> and that man is the third chair of Mega Dads Live. Uh, he actually just made bail this morning after being arrested for snorting 12 grams of crushed candy canes and looting a Walgreens while wearing nothing but a pair of reindeer antlers. Tony, or should we call you Missile Tony? <laughs> I am so happy to have my freedom back. You have no yeah. idea. To, to breathe the fresh air. It's not my fault with these prices skyrocketing. Have you seen the price of gas? You got to take what you can get and you get a little carried away. You're at the party looking for kicks. Take a mm. snort of this. Take a little mm. drink of that. Next thing mm. you know, your ball's deep inside aisle four. <laughs> Sorry. So that, that peppermint, that just that just goes all the way through your system, right? Like, do you just feel minty clean all over? <laughs> oh, I'm, fr I'm fresh as a button. I told the judge, I was like, I throw myself at your mercy. It's the holidays. Can you show me some Christmas cheer? And he said, you know what, son? Get out of here. Have a merry one. And that was it. And I was gone. It's like a Hallmark I'm movie. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, that would actually be a good flick, right? That would be a Hallmark movie. So it's it's the holiday season. Uh, and we should really talk about our super positives. Every month we start, we start the show talking about the things that make us happy, uh, the things that are bringing us energy and joy. It is the season of joy, motherfuckers. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, so let's get right into it with our Mega Dad's being super positive. So who wants to start, gentlemen? Birdo, you want to go first? Yes. So I've got I've got two, uh, and they'll both be super sappy, and that's okay. So uh, uh, this month, 
Um, I don't have my, my, my girls with me all the time, but I get them for Christmas. Uh, and last year I did not. Um, so my super positive is my girls, right? That's kind of an, un, uh, doesn't need to be said, but, um, I get them for a whole week. I get them, uh, from the, from the, from the 23rd to, uh, uh I believe New Year's Eve, but it's better whatever than whatever a week uh, is from that, whatever a week <laughs> is from when I get them, it's Friday to Friday. So I get them on, I get them on Christmas. Um, but I will, I will be celebrating both their birthdays as well in that week. So it's going to be, uh, my youngest turns five on the 21st. My oldest turns seven, uh, January uh, 10th. So the birthdays wow. are right next to Yes, my wallet's going to hurt, but I'll be happy. <laughs> so that's okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll have them. Um, so so that's my big positive for the month. I'm looking forward to it. Every day is just a countdown of like Christmas. Yes, but my babies. The super other thing, joy time. Yeah. Super joy time. The other thing, I won't, I won't tell the story here, but... The last time we recorded was for the Thanksgiving Day special. And then Thanksgiving happened. And I had a traumatic life event. And that's as far as I'll go on the podcast. It won't get to individuals' ears, but still to be respectful. But I had a traumatic life event on Thanksgiving. And it was not a fantastic day. And I had a bit of a breakdown. And I messaged you guys in Discord. And uh, you guys reached out. Uh, I had a very lovely phone call with one of you guys. Again, I'm leaving names out on, on purpose, um, but I have a very lengthy and wonderful phone call with one of you guys. And the thing that I'm positive about, and, and this is kind of a layover of last month's Thanksgiving episode, is, is family, but not the family I'm born with, the family that you get to choose. And I'm super positive because I have surrounded myself with an amazing se uh, secondary family. Uh, so uh, my super positive is uh, Mega Dad's community as a whole. Very, very happy and blessed. Absolutely, these holidays can be up, they can be down, but like, don't let anybody they can be out through there... a wall. <laughs> don't <laughs> let anybody out there tell you these online relationships you make. You know, these friends you make online aren't real. Because seriously, like I look back on like so many years, and like I got people I can reach out to, talk to, hang out with, and it's just like. I got brothers from other mothers everywhere over here, and I'm just mm. I'm on the boat with Birdo. That's a good super positive. That you is a that. good super positive. Let's all hug through the internet. Here, touch me right here. Touch me. Oh, T touch me. Whoa, I'm not Do touching it. you there. I'm okay. not touching hands you there. Higher, higher. <clears throat> Put your hands higher. Mabel, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> Jesus, get back in the boot. He said hug. He said hug. She Jeez. made full hands. She wanted to grab your <laughs> hog, and you know it happens. She gave me a looky loo. <laughs> Looky Antonio, what's your super positive? Super positives. Well, we had a like RSV breakout over here, and just seeing that's awesome. Your, I know. Yeah, way to go. Respi <laughs> respiratory viruses and all that. But what's going on is your health, man. Like the the babies was just all sick and coughing and not sleeping, and you know, just being out of that is just it's like a a total relief like you feel like you're just not going to get out of these you know long-term sicknesses like rsv can like linger and stuff but uh it's it's rough but the other super positive is hallmark movies it's that time of year your your wife puts something on and you're like oh i guess i Fuck guess that, i put them on i guess <laughs> and then you're there and 10 minutes in you're like oh my god are they gonna are they gonna get together are they gonna get together for like the next Oh, however many minutes and it's just like it's great and then you just talk about it afterwards and 
I just, I love it. If they're sappy, some of them are good, but you see all these directors who were paid like $45 to make mm. the movie and mm-hmm. they're just, you know, breaking right out of film school and trying all kinds of crazy camera angles and crap. It's just, it's hilarious. It's like, so that's who, who exactly slept with the director? It. This dude slept with the director to get the main role. He can't act for garbage. It's just, oh man. Is great. I love I love watching it's like it's like a sci-fi original movie. You oh, yeah. you don't watch it because it's good. You watch it because it's horrible. <laughs> but that makes it good. Yeah. Do you know do you know who I watched fucking Hallmark movies with? <laughs> this is this is gonna be the creepy or sweet. I don't I don't know. Probably you and Nick, creepy. I know. I no, 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 I don't I don't watch them. I'm 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 not married anymore and uh the ex isn't into them. My mother, when I go home. <laughs> yeah. When I go home to visit family, or whatever, my dad goes to sleep, or whatever. My mom will stay up until she she's she's a she's a late night owl, you know, like myself. She stays up till way too late, and uh, she she wants to watch, you know, the Oprah Winfrey Network or the mm-hmm. We Network, women's whatever, and Hallmark. And I was like, "What are we watching?" She goes, "I don't know, some movie where men suck." I'm like, "All right, put it on because that's." <laughs> <laughs> and I I watch Hallmark movies with mom. So like when I go home for Christmas. Uh, so I'm taking my, my girls to uh, back to my parents' house so they can see the grandkids and everything like that. But when the kids are asleep and, and dad goes to bed, you bet your ass, mom and I are watching some kind of Hallmark movie. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. The, the weirdest thing has happened with the Hallmark channel. And and I'm I shit you not. Like we watch these all the time, every single year. But last year and then a carryover into this year, the strangest thing happened is they've somehow the Hallmark channel has wrangled Bruce Campbell into these movies. Bruce Campbell, the star of the Evil Dead franchise and Army of Darkness, like the dude with the chainsaw hand who fights the zombies and blood and guts and everywhere. He starred in two of these fucking things now. He's in a new one this year where he plays like some dude who lives down south and pretends to be Santa Claus. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? My worlds are (laughs) colliding. Like the shit that I genuinely love for being gory and goofy and then the shit that I ironically love for being sappy and gooey they like come together in some weird, like, uh, you know, it's sticky, easier sticky at thing. his age. At, ooh, at his age, it's easier to act as a deadbeat dad, deadbeat husband, deadbeat something than it is to act as a, as a murder hobo, you know, I with guess, chainsaws. I guess. So, Adam, I'm just, just gonna throw, the, I'm gonna throw this out there, okay? Mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. rom com, mm-hmm. zombie movie. Mm. Think about it. Gold. I'd watch the shit out of that. I know. Yeah, like, an, like an, listen, like Ernest, Ernest does Christmas. Ernest does Halloween, but it's, but it's, it's, it's um, Bruce Campbell does Christmas, and it's, 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 uh, uh, oh my god, all of his slasher films, but Christmas. Oh my god, but he this falls is- in love at the end. He does it to fall in love with the would be, you know. Whatever, the Walmart girl who runs the, the bakery down the street yes. who has got a cookie what, crisis. What if he's in love with a zombie? I mean, why not? That's happened before. <laughs> my super positive, moving along, um, is also health related. My eyes work. <gasps> for, the first, for the first time and I don't know how long, my it eyes don't you? hurt. I can see. What? Like, everything is great right now with my eyeballs. I am just pounding the artificial tears into my eyes nonstop, and they are working because I'll tell you, I've talked about this a couple times in the podcast, but I hit absolute rock bottom about three weeks ago when I went into the restroom at work 
and I sat down to take a dookie and somebody had peed on the seat and oh. I couldn't see it before I sat oh. down. So when you sit in another man's wee-wee, not on purpose, uh, you have an awakening. You say it's time to go to the doctor, which is, which I mean, first it's time to dry my legs with some toilet paper and then immediately take a shower as I soon have as to, I get okay, home. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have seriously. to, I have to, I have to interrupt. I have to. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you not, maybe I'm crazy. I can't be the only one who does this. Does everybody not have an automatic compulsion that before you sit, whether the seat is clean or not, where you do the seat wipe? Yeah, bro. No matter gotta... where I'm, if I'm, unless I'm home, I don't care if the seat looks like it was just cleaned by by Mabel herself, especially if it was just cleaned by Mabel. I'm grabbing toilet paper and doing a courtesy rim wipe before I sit down, just yeah. in case. Let me do you tell not you. do that? Let it's me tell a you. Wipe with a protective layer. All right, that's what you when, do. When you've got the emergency shits, like I, do, I don't care. I there's no time. There's no time. <laughs> You sat in piss. There could be a group of school children crossing the road in front of me. I'd mow those fuckers down so I could get my ass on the seat. If your eyes were functioning that day, would you have still sat in the piss? No, which means there would have been time. Adam, there's always time to not sit in piss. That is kind of true if you think about it. Maybe I just maybe I just have more faith in my fellow man than you do that we have clean asses and can act like adults at work and wipe the goddamn seat. But no, yeah, who it happens. On the seat I'm not like proud that. of it. I'm not proud of it. I sat in somebody's pee-pee. I don't know who it was, but I put my legs on their pee-pee. Whoa! Moment I had wet pee-pee legs at work. It was the morning. I had the rest of the day to go. Man, I'm just I'm listen, I don't know. you've told you've told so many stories over the years. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, this, is, was, this was this one's gonna stick to me like dried piss. This is <laughs> this is the cake right here. There there is uh, no greater feeling of sheer panic when you realize you've just sat in someone's wiener juice. Adam, did you make a noise like when you when you sat and and the your brain is getting the signal like point oh oh one seconds later, <laughs> what came out of your mouth? Like it, I would have made a noise. It was more like it was more like a slow motion. Like my eyes just got really wide, and I could hear like Sarah McLaughlin singing, "I will remember <laughs> you," and just this moment of. It's all over. Like nothing that I do in my life from this moment on will matter because I just sat in somebody's piss. That changed you. Yeah. It's like a, it's, this is going to be a, it's going to be a moment in your life, right? Mm -hmm. This is one of those things that you can record on the timeline of Adam's life. Born, 21st birthday, marriage, child's yeah. birth, sat in piss. That's the yeah. next thing. Since Nora's birth, you haven't had a thing. And the, <laughs> nothing, this is the next nothing thing. Worth nothing, talking about. <laughs> nothing worth talking about. And then now you've sat yeah. in another man's. You know, uh, sometimes I think about the fact that pitch. in like 30 years when I'm dead, my son is going to listen back to these. <laughs> and uh, 
He's going to be like, man, I miss dad. You you think you've got 30 years left? He's got nothing. No, I'll be dead in 30 years. I'll also be dead in 12. (laughs) I'm sorry. But in 30 years, I will still be dead. Uh, And Elliot's going to be like, man, I miss dad. And he's going to come across this treasure trove of archive, of video and audio of me speaking to him from beyond the grave about sitting in piss. With your hygiene habits, you're not making yeah. it through the year, man. Mm. I'm sorry. You're sitting no. in piss. Randomly. You know what? <laughs> you know what? This was supposed to be a positive. <laughs> I feel like we've ruined this segment. Tony and I are laughing hysterically. I'm extremely on a, on a, on a, in a positive mood. I don't even remember what your positive was. All I could think about is... I think it was something about my eyes. But, oh, yeah, uh, his eyes, eyes were better because before they were better, he couldn't see the piss. Couldn't see the piss. You know, we do other things on this podcast, uh, including some games. The Mega Dad's Dictionary. Uh, This is where I, between episodes, I go online. I do a little recon, a little bit of research. I find, (laughs) I try not to go on Twitter anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's a flaming hellscape. But I go and I, I talk with the youths on the social medias and I get really cool slang terms that I can bring back to you guys because, you know, if there's anything that you can relate to in regards to me, we, we have a bond of being old and uncool and not in with the hip kids. Um, so I've, I, I bring a dictionary term. We are obligated to use that throughout the course of natural conversation. If we do that successfully throughout the course of the episode, you're going to hear this sound right here. That indicates that we got a point. And if we accrue enough of these points throughout the course of the episode, we can redeem them for for things to enrich our lives. Birdo, All what right. do these points I, get us? I'll tell you what they get you. Every five points you get is worth a 1% discount at Walmart, only redeemable on the family size tubs of the Extra Wet Astro Glide. So save the that point. That is super specific. It is, but save the points because that discount is stackable, right? So five points, 1%, 10 points, 2%. It is stackable. And I don't know if you know this, but the family size tubs of the extra white Astro Glide, expensive around the holidays. So keep that in mind. That sounds, uh, that sounds like. Bet you're great asking me, don't you? I'm gonna gonna spam the shit out of this dictionary term because we have a holiday party coming up at the end of the year, and we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna need that, right, Mayball? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Freaky. (laughs) All right, so the Mega Dad's dictionary term for our Christmas episode. I have a Christmas term, and that term is. Crimbo Prezi. Yay! Crimbo Prezi is about the most douchey way possible to say Christmas present. Christmas equals Crimbo. Present equals Prezi. Crimbo Prezi. So you could save up those points, get that giant tub of Astroglide, and gift it as a Crimbo Prezi. I hate it. (laughs) There's no, there's no way a human being says this ever. I mean, somebody did. People are way cooler than, than, than us. I don't know who, but people are. The second that came out of someone's face, you hit them in the face. Say again. 
Crimbo. Crimbo? I'm writing this. I'm writing this down because I don't know how to say it. Crimbo. <laughs> Prezi. And later I'll ask okay. you guys what what like your your favorite Crimbo Prezi and your least favorite Crimbo Prezi. I'm sure everybody's got a story of their least favorite Crimbo Prezi, right? I have a most memorable Crimbo Prezi. All right. We'll we'll get back to that. Right now I want to talk about some games. I want to move on. We got games to talk about. This is a video game podcast. We're a half an hour deep and we're just getting to the good stuff. So, first game we're going to talk about is a game that Birdo and I have been playing and uh, talking about excessively both online and off of the podcast. We're going to start talking about some God of War. God of War Ragnarok is an action-adventure game developed by Sony Santa Monica, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, and it's available right now on PlayStation. I have finished this game. Birdo has platinumed this game, so he probably oh, has yes. more to talk about than I do because he's experienced it much more on a content aspect. But let me let me say, uh, first of all, we talked about this game on the Thanksgiving special, so I I don't have a heck of a lot to talk about. In addition to that, we won't we won't linger on the God of War, uh, and we also have a review out that just published this week. So if you want. If you want a nuanced discussion about the, the game's pros and cons, things like that, you can certainly reference both of those podcast episodes. What I will say, in a in a whole picture kind of way, between this game and Horizon Forbidden West, PlayStation delivered two of the most powerful stories for me that revolve around family. We had a game... God of War Ragnarok, which is obviously leaning into the parenting, um, the parenting aspect. It's a game about fathers and sons and watching not only your children grow, but your children affecting your growth. And Horizon was a game about finding family, kind of a, a thing that we've talked about, uh, finding family, making connections and and siblings. There's there's a sibling story in that game about protecting your siblings and both of those games hitting for me <laughs> this year uh provided a very very impactful kind of bookend to 2022 horizon came out earlier this year had a very powerful story about family and then obviously at the ass end of this year ragnarok just punched my feels straight in the dick hole with this exceptional story about fathers and sons and man it just birdo like tears tears were shed like a hallmark movie oh my goodness it was uh <clears throat> i i knew based on my playtime with with the the 2016 the reboot 18. right the the 18 reboot uh that i was gonna like like this game i knew like it wasn't it was never a, a, a a question or a doubt in my mind that this game was going to be good if not great right there was no doubt in my mind i did not expect this to go the way that it did for it to have the story beats in it and it will be general for obvious reasons but the story beats in it that it that it has um as as a father um there are story moments in in this game and story beats in this game and i, and I talked about the emotions on the thanksgiving episode and how i felt like it was portrayed and, and, and acted and even more so since then and towards the end of this game 
Sony Holy has given shit. us. Sony, <laughs> listen, as you mentioned, Sony gave us two absolute blockbusters this year. And because it's at the end of the year, I will say Sony gave us one of the best Crimbo Prezzies we could have gotten uh, in, in God of War Ragnarok. It is, f oh my God. It's it's hard not to, to I don't want to over elaborate and, 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 and rehash the same things we talked about at Thanksgiving and uh, in your review with, um, mm -hmm. with Elliot. Um, but this game is, man, it's special. Yeah. Uh, across the board, it's special. Um, Take, I mean, forget, take the gameplay and all the, and all the, like the fun, because the game is so, as, it's as so impactful, much fun. Yeah. it's so much fun to play, beating the shit out of, even if it, if it's, if it's groups of enemies and you're, you're using the chains to like just swipe through, you know, six or seven enemies at once, or if you're using uh, the axe and you're just taking on a, on, on a boss fight or the, the, the berserkers uh, in this game are, are real, real challenging, but they're fun. Um, mm. But Take all the fun and let's take this game. And this is why I've I've learned that this is this is an example of why PlayStation is the place where I prefer to play most of my games because the stories speak to me. And that's not to say I don't like uh, Microsoft, you know, first party exclusives, Halo and the, and the God of War stuff like that. But take this game. You could, in a in a serialized way, make this a you could turn this into a show, mm -hmm. right? You could do a single single series, twelve episode HBO special. You You're know, actually whatever. making one for Amazon. Prime they Studios are. They are. are. Yeah. Um, but this take the gameplay out of it, the mechanics and the this, and take the narrative alone, and it's one of the most impactful stories I've experienced mm -hmm. in years, in years, and that is special, especially as a parent, right? This this whole. This whole Mega Dads thing exists to be looked at at the perspective of a parent who enjoys video games. And as a parent, as a father, playing God of War, as you mentioned, and as your son called you out in your review, there were multiple moments throughout this game. I cried. Yeah. Not like sobbing tears, but I cried seeing the growth of this once uh, kind of dickhead antagonist, right, in his original format mm -hmm. before, the, before the 2018 reboot, turn into this very loving very caring very protective father figure uh who will do anything and go to any lengths to not only physically protect his son but to ensure that his son grows up in a way that is conducive to society and doesn't repeat the mistakes of his past of his own past and that's god damn that's amazing what an I amazing amazing story to tell and sony sony santa monica Jesus Christ, there's a reason why this game is getting fives and tens and hundreds and whatever the max scale is that your rating scheme is. There's a reason why it's getting that. And it deserves every single bit of it. It does It does the big things so well for mass market appeal. And it does the small things almost even better. Just masterful. The way that you can read, I think you were talking about this, Berto, the, the character's eyes, the mm -hmm. small nuanced moments. My favorite part of this entire game there is a moment where Kratos is speaking to uh, a side character. I won't, I won't spoil anything. He's speaking to a side character who is going through a character change moment. And he doesn't, he doesn't think he is worth anything. He doesn't think he'll ever amount to anything. And Kratos is trying to get him to rally up. He's trying to pick him up. And this character set looks at Kratos and he says, 
don't you know what I've done? And Kratos says, yes, but what will you do now? And that fucking line mm -hmm. was like, it's so small and it's just buried in this 80 hour epic game. That one line to me was the best part of the entire game. It just, it just walloped me of like, it doesn't matter how much of a piece of shit you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. There is always a choice and a moment to be better. And I just thought that that line that they just, they just dropped it mm -hmm. and then moved on. And it's like, man, that's such a small moment, but it was done so fucking well. And this game is peppered with that just mm -hmm. all over the place. It's an absolute masterpiece. The, the character development for, for all the characters, right? The main ones and the side ones, even the ones that, that aren't, they're, they're all important to the story, but the ones that maybe have, you know, much less screen time than others. The character development, there's a, and again, I won't spoil anything. One of the characters goes through, I would say a much, a, the, the biggest change, more so than even Kratos uh, by the end of this game. And the way it is acted and the way it is portrayed and the way it, it, it is told and shown on screen left me with chills and i know this is the end of because i've said this is the end of his story here in this part of the, the, the ethos right so it's the um, end of the story quote unquote. end of the story <laughs> correct but but based on this particular character and who this character is knowing the change that this character makes it's so goddamn amazing, and I hope that there is more. I hope there is a future. I hope that this. I hope that the next time we see God of War is another soft reboot. I hope there is a quote-unquote next, you know, next bit in the series. And hopefully, mm -hmm. it's several years down the road. I hope it's six, seven, eight years down the road. Give us time to miss right this. I don't. I don't want them to flood with the next God of War. Hopefully, there's a break. But the way this character's story ends ends in in such a way. That I I hope I I hope to to Odin or Zeus or whichever pantheon they want to go to next that they bring this guy back. I actually saw a funny thing where they uh, a, a podcast was talking about what if they go to like like Christianity next and they do like Jesus mm. and uh, Kratos finds Jesus. He's like, why is he just a middle aged guy drinking <laughs> wine all the day? <laughs> why is he just a, a boring middle aged guy standing on the water? <laughs> I, 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 the, 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 the character arcs in this game are all amazing. And, uh, I just, I could, we could gush on and on and on about this game for the remainder of this podcast. I don't want, I don't want to do it. I, I just want to say something. If we haven't made it clear, if you haven't played the game and you haven't played PS5 and I do mean PS5, I don't know how this thing plays on the PS4 or PS4 pro. I can guarantee to you. It is not the optimal way to play this game. I can yeah. guarantee it. If you have a PS5 and for some reason you're listening to this podcast and have not yet played maybe you're hoping for a crimbo prezi and this is underneath the tree uh play it play it play it play it tony you've been silent do you have anything that have you played do you i don't know do you have a ps5 i don't actually know if you have a ps5 i played the reboot and i got like about 70 percent through um and then i fell away i think i just had stuff come up and it's such a deeply impactful game that even not getting through the first one i'm very intrigued you know i want to go back i've th there were just the acting like you said the technology is there now where you know the performances are just you know gripping and every now and then mm -hmm. if, if if i think back 
I just remembered certain scenes from the game. I, if I could do a minor spoiler from the first one, uh, Kratos is pulled away um, from his son and then brought back. And when he comes back, he's like, the his son's freaking out. He's like, where mm -hmm. were you? You left me or whatever. And then uh, Kratos is like, I told you I'd be back. You know, I, I'm, I'm right here. And he's like, I was only gone for like, you know, a, a couple minutes. And he's like, I just no, went you. to Chick-fil-A, man. And he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I was only gone a little while. And he's like, no, you weren't. And then the, the camera like comes out and you see all these dead bodies and all this yeah. aftermath that his son had to go through while he was waiting for his father. And then it just tells this whole story of him being apart and probably scared and just be, you know, he, he waited for his dad, not knowing if he was going to come out and just all these moments, just like you guys are saying are, are just, it, it, they are incredible. And I think that if they don't do more God of War, it'll be a disservice because when you have something this special, um, where you have action, grand set pieces, amazing graphics and scale, and then the story side, like you said, they're nailing it. There's got to be something, some type of offshoot. I mean, I'm sure it'll take a lot of effort, but um, you know, the they seem up to the task to do a sequel that's on par or better. Would you say it is on par or better? By the way, it's better. Oh, Ooh. it's better. Oh, it's better. It's, it's, it's so see? much better. And, yeah. and you know, speaking about that scene that you just mentioned in the first, in the 2018 game, nine out of ten other games would have. When Kratos disappeared, they would have switched you to Atreus and made that a combat scene. Yeah. But the fact that the 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 mastery behind how they want to craft this story and like the reserve to no, we're gonna we're gonna let that moment hit a different way. Rather than you having playing this big old set piece, we're gonna really let this hit you that this child was vulnerable and you left him. Like that's the just there's the so many moments like that. The camera work is masterful because they really approach it like in a in a cinematography way. Like the camera was moving, you know, where they're having that intense conversation. Then it comes out and mm -hmm. then you see, you know, everything. And like I said, it tells a story in just a few seconds. And the way that they did the continuous shot approach, I mean, just to put that bar a little higher to say, you know what, let's do it this way. And not only are we going to do it, it's not a gimmick. It's just going to be you know, we're gonna use it to the fullest. It's it's pretty incredible. One of the things that I didn't like about the other God of War game, quite honestly, was the combat. And it surprised me because it felt clunky and the button layout just didn't feel like it was as smooth or as 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 easy to get. Um, at, I did never felt, I felt powerful always, but mm -hmm. I never felt like agile, I should say. And it, it felt kind of like hack and slashy more than like combos into other combos and i never got that whole like juggling people and all that and the combat looks fantastic you have so much in your arsenal the different weapons and abilities um and then you know kind of the very light you know well the combo uh, combo where atreus comes in and all that mm -hmm. how is the actual gameplay and combat feel do you do you think that it's been altered or improved at all i don't really because the story is so prominent i don't right. hear people talk about um the combat aspect as much for this one i don't know if i would say necessarily altered it's been enhanced like the controls are exactly the same Ew. but they've they've layered on a lot more and i know birdo can speak to this 
better than I can. He's he's more mechanically inclined with his brain. He was talking about this game last month and he just spoke to it more. The things that I would say is like the the differences in the weapons are much more um stark now but between just like the range of of the the axe and then the close combat kind of fury of the chains like there's the differences between them are enhanced uh and they have much um they have much better like power-ups like there's elemental attacks attached to each weapon um and then the the secondary character that plays you know atreus who's like your ai character or whatever seems much smarter like they mm -hmm. seem like they are always positioned where they should be and you don't really have to think about oh shit i should be hitting the square button so that he's using his arrows like they are much more effective as assists where i found myself thinking about them way less than i did in the last game uh, i would say mechanically there is they've introduced a, a level of there you cannot just button mash your way to i mean you can to an extent but if you truly want to be successful especially on higher difficulties there is uh forced mechanics um such as enemy weaknesses or immunities that you have to think about and the your your companion character um gains certain types of abilities as as you play and they can be swapped so you can actually choose does your companion character do this type of thing versus the other type of thing? And based on how you want your companion character to play, it will complement your style of play. And for most enemies, you can pick and choose. I want to use the axe. I want to use the chains. Uh, what do they call chains of Olympus? Um, Blades of Olympus. Um, but there are there are certainly sections and boss encounters and whatnot where you have to switch back and forth between the two because the the environment or because the enemy type i mean when they throw mixed enemies at you you are you are comboing these things together so you might charge up the axe with a frost attack that will lock down a particular enemy right because he's he's a fire enemy or whatever and so he's a big bad guy and you know he's going to be a pain in the ass to deal with so you can charge up the axe lock him down and then switch to the to the blades and take out the other means and do all this you know whatever stuff and then when you're ready because the axe is a dynamic weapon which makes it amazing to use recall it when you're ready and then okay i've eliminated the rest of the threat now let's focus on the big bad you know uh big bag enemy um combat super dynamic uh, it's I just think, expanded um, so much yeah it's it's everything that's in the first like there's it's not new but it's it's improved, right? Like mm -hmm. like Adam said, the, the the combo system is the combo system. The button inputs are the button inputs. You, you you can still level up the different weapons, and you can you know improve them different ways. By the end, of, like as you as you play and as you level, you get experience points, and you can use those to put into abilities into one of the weapons. Like depending on how much experience you uh, points you have, you can say, okay, well I want to increase the damage of this ability, or I want to unlock this next piece of a combo um but by the end of the game at least for me the way i played I, I like adam said i platinum the game so towards the end i had everything unlocked i had every single Sweet. ability maxed out just by nature of how i played the game um <clears throat> excuse me but at in the earlier levels you can kind of say well i am focusing mostly on the blades so i'm when i spend my experience points i'm gonna spend on the on the blades because it's more fun to play with the blades and then even if you don't um, get the abilities for the axe, it still has the base function of 
being an ice weapon so when you get to those moments you can still take care of the enemies that you need to use that weapon on um i know the, it's, it's just it's just good i i like everything about the game is masterful the enemy types and how they look i love in the first one is seeing a, a new type of enemy and then they give you such amazing view of it so when you go into these you know execution type things mm -hmm. you can see like the eyeballs of the thing you're <laughs> fighting and like emoting and screaming like i remember like the the fairy pixie type things it's just so detailed yeah. and it's again masterful enemy design masterful and it's Birdo kept texting me he's like my god i'm stopping every five minutes to look at this thing i'm like i can't fucking see because of my eyes <laughs> the enemies are so beautiful upset. grotesque and yeah. and then it's again it's masterful action it's so brutal wait like the this even game's the modeling, way more violent by the way have, when you have a trail oh. like any other game you swing and then you know there's a little blood splatter and then the mm -hmm. enemy has this standard like move but then you have this game and then atreus is like, jumping on something's back and like stabbing it and mm -hmm. like how are they doing this like it looks it it's so much above other games when it comes to modeling and, and animation yeah i have no idea how they do it i have no idea and you know fantastic i can't wait to finish uh wrap up the first one on the steam deck because it's playable on that shit oh and then, yeah 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 you yeah probably and then, won't have to wait too long for this sucker to hit and honestly and the way they're Ra doing ragnarok things. uh is is high on my playlist and obviously it should be on everyone's it's wow that's god of war ragnarok big game big big game to end the year it's um, the perfect jumbo prezi nope Chum nope. Ch chumbus progo Mm -mm. Prego, Prego juice. Prego juice. Is that like the little water? Crimbo Prezi. Uh -uh. There you go. Ah. We're gonna move on to another game that Birdo has been playing. It's 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 a game when it was announced, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then it came out and people were talking about it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? So Birdo is gonna start talking about Pentiment. <laughs> Pentiment is a narrative adventure game developed by Obsidian Entertainment, published by Xbox Game Studios, available on the Xbox and the PC. Berto, what the fuck is it? Uh, Pentiment is a 15th century uh, whodunit murder mystery. Um, imagine the Telltale games, Telltale series, right? Walking Dead and those games. Mm -hmm. it's, it's that, but with flair and panache. Uh, set in set in fifteen hundred Bavaria, it is a um, story. Th there's little in the way of gameplay, right? Much like The Walking Dead, it's you kind of walk, you interact with the character, you have dialogue, you make choice. Bob will remember that, and then that 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 decision or that con that that uh, conversation has uh, ramifications later on in the story, and that's what this is. That's the best way I can explain this game for people who haven't played it or 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 see much of it. It is a game where you are playing as this, um, uh, he's an artist by, by, by trade. Um, and he is, he's in this, this, this town, uh, in Bavaria somewhere, and he's working, um, as an apprentice to do stuff, yada, yada. And then a murder happens and they're ready to put 
because there's no such thing as CSI in 1500 Bavaria. So like, <laughs> this guy looks guilty. Uh, he's got blood on him. It must be him. We're going to kill him tomorrow. And so I'm I'm still early in the game. Um, and Are I don't you that know guy? If... Are you the accused? I am not the accused. Okay. I am a guy who is not from this town. I don't have to abide by their religious laws and practices. I am a visitor. I'm a welcome visitor. And uh, so, but I have, I have nothing to lose other than I don't believe that the accused is, is guilty. And by good conscience, I want to find evidence to make him not be murdered. Um, <laughs> so the game does an excellent job. Of, and I didn't know this. It doesn't tell you this, at least not in a way that I understood. Your decisions are impactful, but also your time is limited. And what I mean by that is as you, as you progress, there's no like real life clock or anything like that but certain events trigger the in-game world to advance right mm. so you can walk around town and talk to all kinds of people and get all kinds of information but there are certain instances where you, they will say hey uh, it's time for supper and this is because it's a religious town they supper is at this time dinner is you know lunch is at this time breakfast at this time we pray at this time it's one of you know it's one of those things so when you go down and you say okay i'm gonna I'm gonna to choose to have dinner with this family because mm. based on previous conversations, I know that they're very talkative, they're very gossipy, and they might be able to tell me about X, Y, and Z. And so you start off with four potential suspects. You can't talk to them directly, so you gotta find out information about them to see if you wanna to lean towards them as the suspect or write them off saying, no, it couldn't be them. But you can only, as, as I've learned, is I only had time to talk to two different families before the time progressed. So I've talked to one family that was lunch and the clock moved forward. And I'm like, okay. And you can see that you only have so much time left. Tells you in the corner, only so many hours left before the arch uh, deacon comes down to lay judgment down on the accused. I'm like, fuck. Okay. We talked to some more people, get some more information that I can. That's kind of throwaway information. Um, and then I'm gonna have dinner with this other family. Now dinner, forwards the in-game clock. Now it's nighttime. Now you gotta go to bed. So you go back, you go to bed, go to sleep. The clock moves forward. Now you're the next day. All right, hey, Archdeacon is coming today. You only have time for one more conversation. I've only gotten information about two out of the four potential suspects. I can only try to garner now information about one of the remaining two or get more information about the, the ones that I've already gotten some information. But you don't know in the conversation that you're having who they're gonna talk about. You have no idea. Like. I, you, you might get information about the person that you kind of think it is, and you might not, but that information is still useful to you. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at in the story now. I'm not super far into it, and it does take, I, I will say this about the game, the opening hours, two-ish, are slow going. It is, it is, it, it, it's a lot of reading. The whole, there's no voice acting. It's, it's you're reading the whole thing. It's a visual novel in that regard. Yeah, <laughs> it is. A, yeah, it's a lot of reading. Any it's, voice I acting? Sit, like, is it? There's sounds. There's like, oh, you know, like, like simlish. Yeah, it's like simlish. So it's a visual novel, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting, I'm playing it on PC and I think this game would be perfect on, on Switch or Steam Deck or something portable. Uh, but I'm playing on PC and I just kind of lean back and I just kind of put my head back and I have my mouse. I'm just clicking through and I, just reading. Now you question. do interact. Hold on one second. You do interact with things on, on the, on the overworld. So you can, as you move through, you click to move and then there's little like interactivity, like icons that you can click to learn about this and learn about that. And it's how you go through the world. Um, 
once the story hits, once that story beat happens, when that murder happens, the writing is amped up and it becomes, it, it's, you learn all these characters have this history. The town has history. There's a supernatural element to it. Mm. Um, or as so believed, because again, it's 1500 and science mm. isn't real. Um, so it's, I, I, it's gripping. It takes a while to get there, but I'm in that spot now where uh, I am. I, when this podcast is done, I'm gonna eat and then I'm gonna play more Pentiment and like try to figure out. And I don't know if if, if there's because I'm only six hours into the game or so, and I coverage I've seen is like this is a 12, 13, whatever hour game. It's a longer game, so I don't know if I think it's maybe even longer than that. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's just people read slow or if there's more to the game that I know. Maybe I solve this mystery. Maybe the story continues. I don't I don't know. I'm not that far in. But where I'm at now, I want to know who did the murder because I really don't want the guy who's being accused to get murdered himself because mm. I don't think it's fair. How are so, you playing the game, though, if you can't read? Oh, um, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so and you held that joke you <laughs> i held had to, it was, to so, it was set up it was on the t adam i had to drive it all right so <laughs> the... i was given listen i was given rosetta stone and uh ebonics as a as a crimbo prezi uh, a couple months ago it was an early crimbo prezi um thank you thank you thank you i'm winning this fucking game by the way uh, I don't know because uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can because I'm about to suggest that our audience buys CSI Bavaria for a Crimbo Prezi for all of their on DVD on DVD all 40 seasons of CSI wow. Bavaria. That would be let me, that would be fun. So I have me, a question. Let me about give a recommendation. Okay, go ahead because I was going to well, give a recommendation, but answer your question first. A uh, question about stakes and the game. So as you go and you're having the conversations. Uh, I was going to ask about how long it is because it, it seems like only so much can quote unquote happen. So if you make the wrong choice or you're accusing people at different times or, or what, like, what is the stakes? Like, are other people dying? Or if you do this, do you lose? Is, so, is someone harmed? Like, why do I, what's keeping me going besides some good writing eventually? So at the beginning of the game, not at the very beginning, but through, in the opening hours, you develop your character the person that you play as right and so you have options you can say this guy is a he's he himself is into science so he has kind of a scientific background or uh -huh. he is himself a religious person or he studied at oxenfurt so he knows he knows german and this and that uh and you can decide whether or not he's um a good person you can decide whether or not he is kind of a slut uh, and sleeps around and you can choose these different things about your personality about the about the guy's Sorry. <laughs> he, had to put it, he had to put it in the slot immediately, Adam. Jeez. Uh, so, so based on the decisions you make as the character opens up dialogue options as to how you can respond to people's inquiries and whatnot. Um, and much like the Telltale games, when you have these conversations, there was a character I interacted with at the beginning who was being kind of a dick. And I called him out on it. Like, you're being kind of a dick. Um, to your wife and to your kids and to your to your mother-in-law, whatever. I'm like, you're being a, you're being a Tony right now. You're being kind of a dick. And uh, and so later on in the story, he comes back up as as a suspect. And so now he comes running out of like this field or whatever. And I go to talk to him, and he's like, "Fuck you! You you were an asshole to me the other day." So I'm and now he won't talk to me. So I can't talk to him at all mm. because because I called him an asshole the day before. 
So how you respond to questions, just like Telltale says, so-and-so will remember that. So-and-so will remember mm -hmm. that. And it does have impacts on future you know, possibilities as who you can and can't interact with and how they choose to interact with you if they do. Um, so I have pissed people off and I have wooed some fair ladies who want to tell me everything. Maybe, though, because they're sluts to save their husband, who's a suspect. And they're like, well, he's the breadwinner, so I'll be nice to you and maybe rub your ding-dong. How, how graphic is the dingy-dongy in the game? <laughs> well, you don't see dingy-dongs, but there is, there's, there's a fair bit of language in the game. I mean, it's an adult-written adult game. It's not a game that you... A kid's not going to play this game. They're not going to read 18-hour game, right? Um, it's a, it's a game made for adults and it's written for adults. So there is, there, there's cursing and they talk, there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of talk about the, the, about the character that you're playing being kind of a lush, this way I built mine sleeping around and just kind of trying to fool around with anybody who, you know, will let him, uh, and they, and they go, they go into it. Um, is there so a, he's going to get herpes. He's going to get hurt. Okay. So the <gasps> spoiler, the guy who gets murdered. They say he's got he's got blisters on his they call it his sex, but he has blisters <laughs> on his sex. Clearly, he wasn't faithful to his wife. And then you find out later his wife knew that he was a cheating son of a bitch. And she's like, yeah, but he's you know, he's who he is. So what am I supposed to do about it? I'm just a girl. How old Herpes is a gameplay mechanic? Herpes as a gameplay mechanic. It's a, I listen, I, I like it. However, comma, it's it's definitely my kind of game. When I saw the announcement trailer for it back at the whatever it was, maybe it was the Game Awards last year. I don't know what it was. But when I, when that trailer first hit, the art style immediately grabbed me. I was like, yes, this art style is my jam. I didn't know at the time that it was going to be you have to read the game. Like, I just assumed that there was voice acting. <laughs> would it be better if there was? Yes, thousand percent. Knowing... If I, and if I had known going into it, I would have maybe prepared myself mentally first because I didn't look at any coverage other than high scores. I would recommend it to anybody who likes like the, um, what do you call them? Uh, like visual novels. If you don't like visual novels, I don't, this, 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 the game's not going to be for you. You got to read the whole thing. And even as good as the story is, and as good as the writing is, if you're not in it to sit there and click, 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 or button press on your on your controller thing on Xbox um, to get through the next to get through the story, then it's a pass absolutely. And I don't think it's a ten. It's far. Listen, all the reviews, it's a ten out of ten. It's a nine point five out of ten. It's it's not. It's very good. And if and if we had rated it, I would have given it a three and a half, right? Um, probably. I think it's fantastic. Even even knowing what it is and what it's trying to do. Um, Obsidian is known for their storytelling and their writing, and it is present here in spades. But again, it is a very, the audience for this game is, in my opinion, small. It is a limited audience game because you really have to be into that style of game, that visual novel gameplay. Um, and Adam, if you are, play it. But I don't, I wouldn't suggest this in mass to everybody. Oh, it's a 10 out of 10 game. Everybody should play this game. No. I Adam, I so. as our resident artist, have you seen the the visuals, the the graphical style of this game, the 15th century art uh, come to life? Like the... I, I remember when this trailer hit. Um, much like Birdo, I don't remember the context of it, but I remember watching the trailer, and like it's it's cool. It, you know, it looks like old. Um, 
I don't know what they call it. 1500 Bavaria. It's it's old. It's it's yeah, it, looks, it looks it, it looks drawn like like, like the age it comes from. <laughs> inked. Yeah. Yes. But um It's cool, but But I recognized much like what Birdo was saying is like this is not a game for me. Um so I didn't really pay any attention to it after that point, but I yeah, the visuals are cool. Visuals are really cool. Is it because it looks like AI generated art and you're upset by that? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh my god. Ooh, hot tikka. Why not? AI art. AI art. Um a lot of people have been sharing their AI generated images online and uh it's it's a fad that's taken off. And you know what? It sucks. It's bullshit. It's horseshit for a person like me who has spent his entire life uh, working at my craft and taking great pride in creating artwork that takes investment and time and study and refinement to see this, this, I'm going to call it a fad because I hope it goes away, of... I don't even know how you fucking generate these things, but you clearly do it very quickly because people are shitting out like 12 of these every five minutes on Twitter. And it's just perverse the way that it fucking edges in on what my life's work is. <laughs> like, this is what I do. This is what my entire life has been about is creating art. And I've worked at it and I've poured hours and hours and years and sweat and it's a fucking algorithm and people are giving it as much time and attention. And they're saying, because it looks so cool and it looks like me, they're giving it the same accolades that they would at like an original piece of art. And I think that's horseshit. I think that's bullshit. It's fine for a little, for a, for a, like a, like a, like a fun thing to do on the side, but people are using this as if it's real art and it's not real fucking art because art comes from artists. And this is not coming from an artist it's coming from a programmer ai art fucking sucks and if you put it on your timeline i'm gonna poo poo you i ain't gonna say it to your face but i'm poo pooing you in my heart i yeah. i will this is your hot take i just want to say this uh it's it's not I, I i agree with you it's not art it is fascinating to me from a technological standpoint right um, just where AI is a general concept, not AI art, but AI as a general concept, we're, we're on the cusp of that place that was written about and, and predicted in storybooks from before our time, even right. Flying cars and, and all that shit. We are getting to that weird place technologically where stuff like this is not only happening and, and freely available. It's not like people are buying salt. So Ten thousand dollars software, yeah. right? Like when you had to, when you went to go buy Photoshop, Photoshop CS six in in the early odds, it was four hundred dollars software. People are downloading an app that costs zero cents uh, on their phone and generating this art, like you said, shitting twelve out at a time. Mm -hmm. And no, that is that it sucks. And and for artists, it is not. It's it's not art, right? Art. You, you know what I give art this? Has, I give art this... has emotion. Yeah, and this is this is scientific. It. Correct. This is this is technological. This is scientific. It's not it's not art. It is a picture. Certainly it is. It, it is an image, certainly, but it does not have the heart and soul that makes art art. 
right? You, you can't you know what recreate. This, this gives me the, uh, this is basically what like a year, a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago when everybody was putting there, this is a photo of me looking like I'm 90. You know, there was that Russian app where you'd upload a photo of yourself and it would yes. age you. Yes. That's what this is. The, yep. But the problem is this creates a, a, a visual, um, I don't know. There's something attractive, you know, obviously it's much more stylish. And so mm -hmm. people are going to apply this in a way that people like me would have to actually sit and design. Where this will end up, and I'll, I'll end it here, and Tony, I'll let you get the last word in, but where this is going to end up, and I say that almost with a certainty, because I've seen prominent game developers or former prominent former game developers posting things as well, saying, here's some concept art, air quotes, for a project that I am actively working on, which means games, games that we all play, the art style that we praise all the time, God of War, Horizon, all these games, mm -hmm. that we praise for their artistic style and the way these look and the background, stuff like that, that are put together by, by humans' touch. By people. Right? Mm -hmm. By people with emotions and thoughts, and they understand how this competition works and how this does and how this lighting and how these this color composition brings out this particular um, emotion that they are intending to uh, pull from the from the player will be replaced by potentially in, in many regards art generated by a machine that has no regard for the emotional uh, response that it elicits from a player it'll just be a thing that is yes pretty to look at but wasn't designed and has no specific purpose and i'm sorry that i brought it up and made a rant <laughs> but but it is it is a concerning future that we are in where it's such bullshit i fucking where hate joe, it <laughs> where joe blow can put together this admittedly visually appealing yeah they look thing, great. this visually appealing piece of air quotes art this visually appealing image there's no soul behind it yep. it was completely randomly generated but thing. it's not gonna matter it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna matter, matter because no because, because Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, whomever, any publisher can say, well, we could hire an artist mm -hmm. or we can type in a prompt, wait 45 fucking seconds, and our entire background of this 2D game that we're working on is done. I, man, it's I, I apologize I on behalf of the today. internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to I didn't mean to Mega Dads being super positive. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Merowind uh thing that that they've been working on uh i forget if it was an official thing probably not like some fan thing uh but Merowind, where an ai goes in and be, it goes over the vast world that they built and it identifies textures and then replaces them with others and instead of doing it literally by hand a lot of is it is it's all about inputs and outputs so it's like oh if this is made of stone then make it look like this and then you know it just kind of goes over every element of the of the the game world and up up it with the textures and all that and it's interesting but it's all about inputs and outputs because if you put instructions into a machine you need that human element and you say okay i thought of these i made sure the instructions were right and now this vase will come out and i can make a thousand of them on a production mm -hmm. line and the the bad thing is is certain things are going to work out and certain things aren't. Can an AI direct a movie? No, because you need that artistic. Can they 
make music, sometimes they can auto generate like in Adobe Audition, you can take a five Give it a couple clip of years. And then they'll remix to 10 minutes and it'll, it'll have the beats because there's math to that. And unfortunately with art, again, it's you can put in sad Mario in Adam Leonard style and it will be, you know, using those inputs, it'll come into an output. For me, being a video editor, they started doing the AI video edits where it's like, oh, here's a, a photos moving to music with graphics and it's like a nice compilation. And that's the stuff that I used to do. Um, but it'll pick out the wrong image and be like, this isn't actually a happy clip. This is a picture of my, you know, dog when he passed away or whatever. And like, <laughs> you know, I didn't want that in there and it'll automatically do its best. So yeah, it's the right now, unfortunately with art, it seemed to leap where they don't, it kind of doesn't need. Cause it can be abstract. Element. It can be wrong, but still yeah, be right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, I hope that. I hope video and music and different things that it let it go slower or something. Art is just, I'm sorry, Adam, what are you going to do? How will you kill Skynet? <laughs> I didn't mean to derail the whole last podcast. Yeah. What are we going to talk about next? Fuck AI, you know, man. We're going to talk about Warhammer. Antonio's oh, yeah. going to talk to us. Uh, hold on. Let me get my prompt up because now I, I got so goddamn flustered reaching for the hot take button. Antonio, Warhammer, let's go. Warhammer 40,000 Darktide. That's that's a title of a game right there. It's a first-person shooter, a four-player co-op action game published and developed by Fat Shark. That's another great name right there. And it's available on the PC, it's on Game Pass, and it's soon to be on the Xbox Series X and S. Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide from Fat Shark. Let's go. This isn't going to get really deep, right? You're like me. You're intrigued by Warhammer. You know that there's many games me across many genres, but they all have this like visual flair, right? This amazing world, very like brutal and gothic. And like I've been wanting to get into more of these. So I had PC Game Pass. So I was like, let's do it, right? All the trailers intrigued me. I'm like, I like co-op shooters. It looks very visceral. Everything looked very like meaty and clunky and like enemies are going to break apart. So I jumped in. I played about four or five hours um, so far. And let's start with the good, right? If you know anything about the Warhammer universe and the art style, fantastic. All the areas that you're in from the spaceships to like the locations on different planets and and well i think it's the same planet but different areas doesn't matter but all the cities and structures have this like cathedral gothic like skulls like mega size think kind of like a little heavy bit metal e right like gears of war yeah heavy metal like very very like uh ethereal and it's just it is crazy and i've seen warhammer things in art in different games and the cool thing about the first person perspective is when you look kind of up and out you really get that scale so you'll go into uh your home base and you'll go into the main hub where you select missions and all that and you look up and it just looks insane like you know the guy working on the computer console like in you know avengers or something like that you go to that area and it looks like this 
crazy like like out of a church cathedral like organ thing like it looks way different and fresh than anything else and then you look up and there's these steeples and skulls and all sorts of like light is coming in cool and they have a lot of great like heat wave effects and the lighting is is nuts and i'm playing on a potato pc so i don't have the graphics all the way up but if they were you could just tell this is like it already looks good uh on a potato so it looks great you get in there and you have four classes you know some are big hulking like ogre like things and then some are like light magic users but the whole point of this game is you're a prisoner newly freed and you have to serve the emperor it's all about the emperor and you're a human uh or human-like creature so from what i've heard in warhammer there's like space marines and really badass people but you're not you're a lowly <laughs> grunt and they give you a melee weapon guns and then some type of special skill i unfortunately pick the special skill that lets you dash forward and get a slight boost to your strength and that's it and then i have a grenade that stuns i pick the wrong class <laughs> by contrast there's another like psychic character that can like split heads like they pop your head off like that and then you wait, can wait, shoot wait. a shot your choice was psychic character who can explode heads or guy who gets tired really fast when he runs even better there's also a character that whose model is double the size and your view <laughs> as you walk around you're looking down at everything because you're so massive and there's just so much better characters in the beginning of this game there's a creative character and it gets kind of deep you know they have some light visual elements and your class and it's not really explained too well uh that's why i made my bad <laughs> <Clearly> choice <not. laughs> but then they get really deep into warhammer lore it's like where were you born which planet and then when you select your planet it like zooms to that planet and zooms to the other planet and there's a lot of care in these stories that are like oh are you a zealot for the emperor or are you you know just a criminal who's done this and what happens is as you build your character and your type and your choices there was there was a surprising depth there in the game your voice um as you go through and you're running around with other people fighting you'll say something in line with who you care your character was built out to be so in other games you'd say like pass me the ammo like oh these guys are slimy like this is more like oh like you know can you imagine how many like uh people are losing their lives in the depths of these sewers like i remember back on whatever planet like and they get into that a little bit and little your clips. guys like hold on guys i'm really tired i'm just yeah. a second <laughs> it's, it's from a warhammer perspective you're gonna bust nut all over the game left which is why those guys were slimy yeah you'll bust nut right the gameplay though you go and play quite a lengthy tutorial and then you go into different missions just like avengers hub you pick how difficult you want to go in and then it'll create a lobby and it'll match you with other people the missions no lie are like 30 minutes long i've played through and I, it's got to be a commitment because as you go through you're fighting hordes of like zombie like enemies and they're just coming at you in waves you have your typical special enemies and then you have like end game type bosses that are you know a little larger and 
the objectives are cool. You're going and you're, you know, killing enemies. And then it's like, oh, you need to get rid of this, this blight, this like uh monster with tentacles and the, the tentacles come out of the ceiling or, or out of the wall. And then you have to chop them off and then they come back and then this eyeball pops out of the wall and is looking at you all crazy. And then you got to kill that. And there's other um, enemies, like there's a mini boss type character who's so visually impressive it's like an agile job of the hut and it's <laughs> it it looks like the dune dune worm's face with teeth and stuff and it's vomiting like acid at you and the character model is just i was like i was stunned at how awesome it looked and again with the game world and sunlight coming in here and fire going through this vent it, it their mood is great the last excellent thing is this music is the best in a game that I've heard in years. They use the church organ like it's like an, a pipe organ, but and then chanting and shit. And it sounded amazing every time this music comes in, which is, I would say, like three times a level during different parts. It is haunting. I like chills. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. And honestly, it's one of the things that like kept me playing. You really have to experience it, even if you can just try it just to get that music out there. This is way better. The pipe organ is the new metal guitar from like Doom. <laughs> that like, fuck that. You want this. She's all sad. Like it, it was fucking dope, Adam. Like you have to. Look up the uh, soundtrack for Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide. Um, again, the, the classes are kind of trash. The one that I picked. Even I'm sorry, can you do that music cue one more time? So, like, it's pretty cool. I'm time and stamping then, that. <laughs> you go to the... You go through the progression, it's incredibly slow. You don't unlock perks until playing. You don't even unlock a perk point unless you're playing for literally probably like four hours. It is, co there's cosmetics for sale that aren't even that cool. The, the costumes, the cosmetics that you can unlock that you start with, you're stuck with for quite a long time. The weapons that you unlock look laughably basic so it's a shitty pistol then you can upgrade to a shitty rifle and <laughs> and and then you can buy he's like here would you like to buy this with your hard-earned currency and there'll be like four rifles all the same type with slightly different stats they're like oh melee is a huge part of the game and and you're supposed to bash and destroy these hordes of waves of enemies coming at you this hive blight thing and you're slashing through and i'm like okay i started with a shitty whatever let me get the sword get the sword feels exactly like the last weapon and it's like do you want to unlock the knife hell no i don't want to unlock the knife let me unlock this weapon i click to buy it and it let me buy a weapon that i was not leveled enough to use <laughs> it's like you have to be level four first why did you let me buy the weapon then? But it let me spend my money. And you know what I would have to do to earn another weapon? I'd have to play another 30 minute or, you know, another two matches in an hour to get it. Just trying to teach to you to be weapon. responsible with your money. It's an incredible grind. The story is very light. The, the 
the progression just is kind of trash. I see other people like using the team mechanics and reviving people. I was lucky, I guess, where, you know, people were really using the teamwork, but I really saw no point. Like I said, like you're slashing and my character, it's like, oh, your biggest perk is 10% extra slash speed. It's like, thank you. You know, the, what What a great Crimbo Prezi. I appreciate it. I it, It's it's good to try for the music alone and to get a peek at the Warhammer universe. But other than that, I'm going to give this a full pass unless you're really into co-op, uh, shooter, hack slash. Um, it's just not a good loot experience, progression experience. You know, I, I, would, I would not recommend it. I, I don't want to go back. It was slightly fun, but yeah, pass on it, please. I was I was just gonna make a joke that you sound like you're really high on this game, and then you came through with the yeah, don't play this game. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you very <laughs> animated for a game that sucks. The, the, <laughs> the elements of the level design are great, but then it kind of devolves into the hallways and the dark, you know, metal everywhere, and then there'll be this awesome set piece. And then, you know, the enemies, it's just wave, okay. And another wave of enemies, okay. And then every once in a while, amazing, like, slug monster that's, like, spitting acid at me and I can't see shit. And it's, like, it's really well done. And then I'll be like, oh, now I, I, I have to wait literally, like, 20 seconds for a cooldown for my one ability. And it's a dash. And it, like compared to something like a that's holder, your fault. Compared to no, even I think the that's other amazing. even the other classes like compared to something like a Borderlands where it's like here's your cool special grenade with your cool first ability and your cool second ability and the weapon has a a secondary fire and all that shit like that it's a power fantasy. Whereas this, it's definitely limited, uh, limiting you and saying here have a, a few toys, but don't have like the cool. G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, you know, base with the helicopter on top, you know, with the elevator that works with the like, you know, armory and then like the shit pops out. It's like, here, play with this, you know, half G.I. Joe that we found in the alley, Bobby. Like, like the dollar like, store G.I. Yeah, Joe. That smells like yeah. cat piss. A Merry Christmas pro Crimbo Prezi. I, I don't know if I should even give that one to you. I, nah, mm -mm. he's nah, he fucked it up. You know, y'all. Not to not to end on a downer, um, but I have one last game to talk about really quick uh, that I was kind of excited to talk about, and now I'm not really excited to talk about it. Switch Sports, the golf stuff, is a sports party game add-on uh, felt by Nintendo, published by Nintendo, it's on the Nintendo, you all know about Switch Sports. I love Switch Sports. Love, love, love Switch Sports. I play Switch Sports all the time. It's my favorite Switch game of the year. Um, love this thing. They just dropped golf on it, and it sucks butts. It sucks Does so it? many butts. Oh no, I was gonna it, download it. <laughs> it sucks a lot of butts, I'm sad to say. Um, so, I was playing last night and here here's what's wrong with it is it's you remember when the Wii came out and there were games that used the motion really well and then there were games that just it just it just made it suck it just made the game suck that they made you do the motion stuff the motion stuff in sports golf is just dog shit um firstly is you want to stand like when you're playing golf 
and you see your character on the screen, you want to mirror his stance. So like your left shoulder or whatever, whatever hand you, whatever handed you are, I guess for me, it's my left shoulder is facing the screen. I have the same stance. I'm facing, I'm facing away from the TV and I'm like looking at the screen for my swing. Well, for a golf swing, if you've ever golfed, you don't want to look over your shoulder as you're golfing. You want to look at the ball, right? But this game has visual prompts that you need to watch for the right kind of golf swing. So there are like, it's got that little power meter on the left side. Think like John Madden punting, right? And the power meter goes up. And if you hit it at the right time, you 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 hit the golf ball really far. If you do a slight swing, it goes a little bit up the power meter and you just you just tap the ball. That all makes sense, except when you're doing your golf swing, you don't want to look over your shoulder. You're, you want to look down at the ball. That's how you do an actual golf swing is you keep your eye on the ball, but you can't keep your eye on the ball and look at the screen at the same time. So I'm like, okay, wait, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reposition my body so that my shoulders are square with the screen so that I can look straight ahead without turning my head see the screen and then do my golf swing. That's going to solve my problem of having this weird looking over my shoulder. That's not how golf works. So I can be looking straight ahead. My shoulders are square. I can watch the power meter and do my golf swing at the same time. That works. That's a, that's a good patch. That's a good human. What do they call those? Uh, hack life hack? hack stand that sideways. Yeah, stand (laughs) sideways. So like you're not standing the way that your character is standing on screen, which kind of fucks with your mind a little bit, but it solves the problem of your body is not doing what you naturally want to do. With a sports game, you want to emulate like I'm doing the thing. Like with bowling, bowling works because you're doing the thing. With tennis, it works because you're doing the thing. The immediate standout with golf is my body's not doing what I'm supposed to be doing for golf. So I had to kind of life hack that, sorted that out. But now the problem is the game wants you to keep your wrist straight, much like it does with bowling. Like in bowling, if you curve your wrist, then you put a spin on the ball. Mm. In golf, if you curve, if you if you turn your wrist slightly left or right, you're putting a spin on the ball as well. The problem is if you're doing a real golf swing. The arc of your arms, that kind of natural arc around your arms, is not straight. It's It goes all the way around your body. If you do that for real, you're going to spin the fuck out of your golf ball. So what you end up doing is you have to do a golf swing like you're a fucking zombie and you've got rigor mortis and your body doesn't move. You look like Frankenstein. The only way to hit the ball straight is to keep your arms completely straight and not give any twist or turn on that Joy-Con or your ball is going to go way the fuck to the left or way the fuck to the right. So even though I life hacked the part of which way my head is moving, now I have to swing, like actually swing in a completely unnatural way. You have to putt. Even on a drive, you have to You putt. have to, yeah, you have to putt hard. Yes. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> what it is. You have to putt really fucking hard. Um, on top of that, I found no consistency in controlling the power of my shot. So I was yeah. on the fringe of the green and I had my my pitching wedge and I'm trying to just like chip it in, go sailing over the hole, go sailing back the other way. Ouch. I got a 
I got a plus six on like a par three because there was just no consistency to the power of my swing. I'm really bummed to say that after like four holes, I'm like, fuck it. I'm so frustrated by this. I just bounced off and started doing bowling because bowling's where it's at. I still love this game, but the fact that we waited so long for this expansion and it is just half baked, um, just play hot shots, just play hot shots or everybody's golf, you know, just play that. that. It's game. so much better. Yeah. Bowling, so much we, better. uh, switch sports, re sports, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bowling really is where it's at. As far as I'm concerned, bowling is the best game in, in both switch and, and the Wii sports. Yep. I haven't played Wii sports in a decade, but correct me if I'm wrong. Wii sports was much more in line with what you're hoping for, where you can get your stance. And I believe there was a power mute, but I think it was just based off of maybe how hard you hit the button. But it was still you could get into stance. I remember playing Wii, uh, Wii Sports, and you just you can do a full on swing, and it's it just sounds like they've over gamified it. And and ga- the other sports don't have inputs per se, right? Bowling has no input. You just you have to hold the trigger to bowl, but you, you're yeah. not timing anything. You're just bowling, and then twist your wrist left to right if you want to put a curve on it. Um, Tennis is, is tennis. Again, there's no input. You're just doing the smack. You hold it if you want to hit it hard or, or spike it, but you're not timing anything, right? There's just a slight modification. You hold the button to do a slight modification, hit it harder, hit, hit it softer, but you still do the motion that you think you're doing. And it sounds like they have, for some reason, chosen to gamify the golf portion of this otherwise ungamified sports game. None the motion, of the other motion sports controls are, are just jacked. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems that's a disappointment because I was super looking forward to it. Um, and I like bowling, but I, I can only play bowling for so much, even by myself or whatever. And I was looking for, okay, there's something new because I don't care about basically any of the other. Tennis is fun, bowling is fun. That's it. It's all there is for me on Switch Sports. That's it. I, and I now honestly, that you tell me that golf sucks, I'm just like, well, yeah, golf sucks. The um, really quick before I move on from golf and start selling you on the rest of this game the other thing that this game does that drive the the golf's specific thing that does that drives me fucking crazy i don't understand this for or at all is every time you they cue you up for your shot you have to push the i don't know if it's the y button the button on the top you have to push the button to ready up right no and you can do practice swings all day long without hitting the ball because to hit the ball, you you squeeze the trigger. But for some reason, you have to push this button to ready up so that you can start practice swinging. There's no reason for that button prompt because they can just throw you in and you can practice swing. To me, the, the pushing of the button should signify I'm ready to hit the ball, which is already available with the squeeze of the trigger. So why are they asking me to ready up so that I can practice. They've gamified it. It they've, just doesn't make any fucking sense. They've so like added every time random. I'd, every time I'd get on the tee, I'm swinging. I'm like, why isn't the fucking guy so, oh, cause I didn't hit the, the ready up, ready up and then start practice swinging and then squeeze the trigger. To, actually, so you like have to go through like three things before you hit the fucking ball. And it's just like, God, this makes no sense. It's just stupid. Um, That being said, Birdo, Volleyball is actually really good. I really enjoy the volleyball mm. in this game. It's it's super fun. It's not just hitting the ball up. Like there's timing. Um, there's there's timing to get certain power shots. You got a volley. You got a spike. Um, I actually really really like the volleyball. 
the tennis is great as well. Um, and then badminton is pretty much just like tennis. But I, th I think this game is a really great game. Like I said, it's my favorite Switch game of the year. I love playing it. I do play it with my kids, so that's part of the fun right there. I don't know that I'd be playing this that much by myself other than bowling, but it's a it's a great game. I, I don't want this golf add-on to deter anybody from getting the actual game. Switch Sports is fantastic. The golf just is such a spectacular miss for me. Would you say that it gets Adam's official Crimbo Prezi seal of approval? It, absolutely this is this is a great crimbo prezi for your kids uh if you've got a family that and, and again this is like the, the what made the wii so great if you are a, a family who has people that are even mildly interested in sports they don't even have to like games do you like to bowl this is the best fucking bowling game in the world you know like it's a great party game uh, even for people who don't like video games, my wife doesn't play. She doesn't play games, but she loves playing Switch Sports with us. It's it's just it's awesome. I love the game. No, Switch Sports is fantastic. I I do like it. I do play it solo, so that limits the appeal of some of the sports games. Right, mm -hmm. volleyball is is fine, but playing volleyball against the AI is just oh, don't do that. That'll make <laughs> you want hate. All right, that'll make you hate life. But bowling, bowling's a solo sport, so I can do I I, I do bowling. Um, and mm -hmm. that's why I was looking forward to golf because golf is. That's a thing that you that you you play by yourself. I mean, it's um, free, so you might as well give it a sure, shot. Sure, sure, I can but, I can, um, I can give it a shot, but now I got to no. face the fucking TV and keep my wrist straight, and I can't it's, do it's that. It's just, it's just like from the jump, you're like, this isn't right. You know, like with mm -hmm. bowling, you don't have to think about it. With tennis, you don't have to think about it. With golf, it's like this doesn't feel right. Like what's, like your brain's trying to sort it out. Like I know how to golf, mm -hmm. I know how to swing a club. But like, why isn't Do you, this game doing it right? You know, so unfortunately, that's it's yeah, it's a whiff for me. That's sad. That that's sad to hear. Oh well. All right, we're gonna take a break right there. We're gonna we're gonna celebrate with some holiday tunes right now. Uh, we will come back with more Mega Dads Live in just a second. Hello everyone, Adam here for Megadads Live. You know, every holiday season we like to celebrate right here at Megadads in a very special way. I've been hard at work in the studio recording our latest batch of Megadads Christmas carols and we're ready to share them with you right now. We have songs to celebrate all your favorite places to play to get you in the holiday spirit. And if you're a member of Megadads Plus, you're going to get the full versions of these songs on your Megadads Plus podcast feed today. Make sure you sign up to Megadads Plus by going to patreon.com slash megadads right now and join the members of Megadads Plus. Our Plus members for the month of December are Eric Wood, Spokes, Julie Vernetti, Emily Smith, Brent, John DeFrancesco, Mike Salvino, Brendan Myers, Estuardo Zenteno, The Snack Network, Brandon Wilson, Constantly Calibrating, and Ryan Inderlead. And the members of our Hundo P Club, who have a lifetime pledge of $100 or more. Those fine folks are Petey McD, the Bafo Yucks Dudes, Andy Penzik, Timothy Alf, Tony Hughes, Jesse Waldeck, the Nintendo Dads Podcast, Justin Masson, David Snyder, Johnny Casino, and David Soto. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of Mega Dads over the years, and now enjoy your holiday tunes. Ragnarok is here. 
rodents hiding tear Kratos and Atreus planned to whoop his ass this year Heads fly through the air Bodies everywhere Elves and dwarves and gods of war and kids turn into bears Brock and Sindri say Lots of swears today Kratos knows his story goes A really awful way Ragnarok is here Thor drinks lots of beer. You know Halo and Forza and Ori and Crackdown. Sea of Thieves, Gears of War, Fables on Lockdown. But do you recall this year's biggest Xbox game? of all uh, 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 fuck I got nothing Pokemon Pokemon Pokemon's here Feels like they dropped ten games just this year Scarlet and Violet, the choices you've got Now the Pokeball's about to be dropped Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon's here Frame rates are low and the glitch is severe Who's gonna buy this? It's broke everywhere But nobody cares Pokemon time is the wrong time to want a polished game. Pokemon time is the right time to admit these things are mostly the same. Here we go, Pikachu, let's do this thing. Trap your friends in a ball. You and Squirtle and Jigglypuff I gotta catch them all Out of all the handhelds You're the one I wanna buy Run, run, Steam Deck All the games you verified Run, run, Steam Deck All the games I've got on PC I can play computer games anywhere Running like a high-end PC With high-def resolution Everything I want looks good I can change my settings So my frame rates look like they always should Yeah, run, run, Steam Deck I pack away my Switch for good Run, run, Steam Deck All the games you verified And I can while I take a shit outside 
Thanks once again to all of our members of Megadads Plus. Remember, you can get the full versions of all of these songs, except for the Xbox one, because I couldn't think of an Xbox game to put into a song. Just by going to patreon.com slash Megadads. It only takes $1 a month. Welcome back to Megadads Live, and a big thank you to those Plus members for helping us keep the lights on here at Megadads HQ and and for all the new mops. Like, a lot of our Plus member money goes to mops because of the ass blood that we talked about earlier, the ass blood. Everything we do here at Megadads is made possible because of the support of folks like you who are listening. If you care to become a member of Megadads Plus, all you need is $1.00. And an internet connection, head over to patreon.com slash megadads to sign up right now. Just one dollar. You can you can take one dollar out of your Crimbo Prezi fund and put it towards give the gift of Mega Dads Plus. Wow. Give that the might gift. be the best Crimbo Prezi you could give to somebody. Man. I'm just saying. It, oh. Well, speaking of Crimbo Prezi's. I want to take a little moment to talk about everybody's got a story, especially if you're old like us. Everybody's got at least one story of a Crimbo Prezi that either went really right or really wrong. Um, I'll start if you guys if you guys don't have one in the barrel so you guys can prepare and you can think about it. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my dad was not around because dads suck. Half the reason we started this podcast is to kind of reset that narrative that not all dads are garbage, but mine was. I'll show you, dad. Watch what I do. I'll build an empire in spite of you, you fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't win. I made a podcast. (laughs) You you might have left us when I was a little boy and, you know, sent me into therapy and wrecked me emotionally and mentally for my entire life. But I made a podcast. And I talk about games with my friends who live in other parts of the country on the internet. So suck it, dad. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, thank you for this life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, so part of having an absent father is they don't know shit about you, right? They don't know anything. If, if you're a person whose dad left and you got to see him like once or twice a year, you know they don't fucking know anything about you. So my dad, as he would, would ask us for a Christmas list. And I was big into video games. This was PlayStation 1 era. I just got my PS1. I I needed a library. I needed games. So what I said in my Christmas list, I wrote down any PlayStation video game except for Mortal Kombat 3. Because I didn't like Mortal Kombat I did not. I was like very against Mortal Kombat as a kid for some reason. I said any, literally any video game except for Mortal Kombat 3. Christmas comes. You guys, you guys know where this is going, right? Mm-hmm. I tear that paper open. I can, I can tell. It's like, remember when the PlayStation cases were like really big? It was before they went to like the CD jewel cases. They were like the really tall thing. So I was like, oh, I fucking know it. It's a PlayStation game. Yes. He listened. He ch- tear this sucker open it's mortal kombat 3 and as a young man with manners i was like oh cool dad yeah it's like the one time i get to see him a year so i ain't gonna like be a dick about it even though i probably should have in hindsight and 
I set it down. We move on. We do more gift opening. And uh, halfway through the night, I look up and my oldest brother, David, he's got his hands on my copy of Mortal Kombat 3. And I'm looking at him like, motherfucker, I was going to trade that in at Toys R Us. He pops that sucker open. Oh, he rips the plat. No, he you can't do that. The game. Back in the day, and you couldn't do that, kids. No, you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. that and I'm looking no, at no. this dude like, you son of a bitch. You sealed my Mortal Kombat Christmas fate. He made that Crimbo Prezi official. <laughs> and it was just, I was so sad. You know, as a kid, I can't go out and buy, and now I can just buy whatever the fuck I want. As a kid, I was like, that's my game. That's my one shot. I was like, I already had in my head what I was going to trade it in for, you know? And then it just went. Damn shame. That's my Crimbo Prezi story. I feel like, I feel like your brother was the, the dickhead in that. I mean, yes, also your father. But your the brother seemed to be kind of the 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 dickhead in in this one at the end because he he knew he knew better, right? Absent fathers they don't know shit as we discussed. But but the brother knew. He just didn't a little, give a fuck. Here's a little uh, spoiler alert for you, Birdo. All the men in my family are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody! Happy holidays, everybody! <laughs> Merry Crimbo! <laughs> I've, I've got one not 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 as not as fantastical as that one, but I I, I do. Mine's happier, so much happier. Um, not a fantastical raw story though. So um, my parents would you know they they get us whatever, and they would always try out the gifts first, right? It was a thing. We would get um, it doesn't matter what it was. We get a gift. My parents would like open it and they would they would play with it in front of my brother and I like all the time. Well, one year they got us the Rock'em, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Remember the Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we wanted these things. I'm like, yes, fucking yeah, Rock'em Sock'em. And my parents, they told us they had they had played with it before before Christmas to make sure they put it together and made sure everything was in the box and, you know, whatever else. And then so Christmas morning comes and we open it up. My brother and I are stoked. My parents are like, no, we're going to show you guys how to play Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I'm like, all right, cool. So they we open it up. Cause when we do Christmas, it's... Christmas morning is like nine hours long because we open one thing at a time. Yeah. And we do the right. Uh. We take our time with Christmas. I love Christmas for that reason. That's how I do it with my kids. And so we open the thing. My parents get it out of the box and, and they put it together. And my parents then proceed to play Rock and Sock and Robots. And my parents, and it's passed on to my brother and I, are very competitive. Don't lose. We don't like to lose. We don't play games for fun. We play games to embarrass the loser. That's why we play competitive <laughs> games. Games are about winning and showing and asserting dominance in all games. Doesn't matter what it is. Scrabble, I'm going to beat the shit out of you in Scrabble and laugh at you. I don't care if we just spelled spaghetti. I'm going to, whatever. So they're playing rock and they start getting into it, start getting into it, start getting into it. My mom starts winning. My dad doesn't like it. He's losing to a girl on Christmas. And so he just starts hammering at the fucking, the thing to do. Oh no. They break the shit. Out of Rock'em Sock'em Robots, and they were sold out. They broke it, like not the head clean off, and broke the the thing that you keep would doing hit. that, Berto. Can you do that one more keep. time? Got it. Got it. Oh, God, he was doing this. My dad, cool. my dad was doing this on I Christmas do. with my Crimbo <laughs> Prezi, <laughs> and and they and they broke the Rock'em Sock'em Robots on Christmas morning. And then when they they couldn't exchange it, so they went to go try to buy it, and they couldn't find them for some. They just couldn't. They just. It was the year they came out. Everybody wanted to rock and rock and robots, and 
they they broke it. They broke our Christmas present. Like, you know, it wasn't like the big, I don't know if you guys do it. My parents always did. You, you get your gifts and then there's like the, the big, like the thing, like the thing that yeah, you know you really thing, want. Thing, yeah. And so that wasn't the thing thing, thank goodness. Um, but they, they broke a cool thing. And so my brother, I don't, I don't, I'm trying to recall. I don't think we ever actually ended up getting a rock and sock and robots because they broke it. And then we just never, never got it Aww. again. Yeah. So yay. <laughs> Pastor Tony, what do you got? Uh, Crimbo is always like great. You know what I mean? I mean, you show people you you love them by racking up debt, and you know, <laughs> it's just yes, it, it's great. All the best Christmas gifts I've ever gotten are consoles. I mean, that's the big thing. Just I remember unboxing that NES, unboxing mm. that N sixty four. Like, there's just something magical. It's just. And my child life is always like milestoned by the new console, right? It's like, this is it. This is the new, you know, thing that we're going to invest our lives in. So it's always been the console and it's always that one more thing. That's what I try to do with my family is, you know, that like you Christmas said. Christmas is going, just a big Nintendo Direct. Yeah. <laughs> one <laughs> more thing. <laughs> yes. It's like, and now we will show you what we just showed you. How Did was you that? Like did you like? Did you like what we just showed you? Did you like that? Well, let me explain very slowly what we just showed you. And so it's it's really great. Um, I would say my best memories are just the the drunken parties. Um, really, I mean, it, 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 you're not if if it's Christmas morning and you're not hungover, is it really Crimbo morning? Um, but I have nothing but but good memories. The thing that we do interesting in my family is you always get underwear and socks. For some reason, you're just always given chonies for for Christmas, and I'm not sure why. It's Did like your parents try them out first? Uh, yeah, they come warm. Are they supposed to come warm, <laughs> warm and stretched? Uh, mm -hmm. That's that's how no. we do it at, at our our crimbos. That's not how it's supposed to be done. I'll tell you one quick, another quick, quick story. Um, I grew up up north. I was born up north in, in Providence, Rhode Island, and I, I, I remember I being in Canada. Snow, and Whoops. I remember, I remember like when my sister got a bike, it stayed in the apartment for like weeks and weeks and weeks because it was snowing outside. We couldn't ride our bikes in the snow, right? You just, you're not supposed to do that. We couldn't go outside. We were snowed in. And we moved to Florida. And I remember the first Christmas in Florida. I, I, was, I was five or six. And I remember being wholly depressed because it was hot outside. We went swimming in the pool. And, at, and I'm like, it's cool because like I'm swimming in, in, our, in our pool in the backyard. But it was like, this is not Christmas at that, at that age. Like this is not okay. And every year Christmas, like it's, you know, December it's Christmas time. And it's fuck. I'm, I'm in Jacksonville now and it's hot as fuck outside. I'm like, <laughs> it's Christmas because we've decorated the inside and I'm listening to Mariah Carey on the way to work, but it just doesn't, it doesn't have that Christmassy. I don't want to shovel snow, but I want it to be, I want to have to wear a jacket for fuck's sake. Mm. And it's just shorts, t-shirt, Florida weather. It's just dumb. Florida's dumb at Christmas time. It's so fucking stupid. At <laughs> Christmas time, at, Florida is dumb. Only, only, it's always, otherwise, otherwise, completely fine, totally normal, great state to live in. No Nazis or anything. Um, it's just Christmas time. It gets kind of shitty. That's all. It's headlines time. Every month... We bring a headline story about the world of video games to talk about something we thought was cool, 
something we thought's worth bringing up as a monthly podcast. Sometimes this segment gets a little weird, but guess what? We're the fucking mega dads. We do whatever yeah. we want. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you got me really Tony, Tony's back. Tony's back. He's back. Uh, my story is upcoming Game Awards. Uh, at the time of this recording, Game Awards is, what, five days away? Is it? I believe. Oh, my God. Um, that We're already starting to hear what some of the games will be as far as, you know, the Game Awards, yeah, they're about the awards, but it's also hmm. one big-ass commercial. It's, it's yes. just one big fucking commercial. And I honestly... I've always said that if the Academy Awards, if the Oscars would show you trailers for the movies coming out next year, I'd watch it. And that's kind of like why a lot of people watch the Game Awards uh, is that's because take. We, we get we get reveals for some of the games that are coming. It's a celebration. It's what you're getting excited about for the for the year to come. The awards are obviously really cool and they're they're a look back. I would argue that they get short shrift in comparison to the the trailers and stuff, and that sucks. But that's a conversation for another headline segment. I want to talk about some of the games that have been um, kind of announced, I guess. We know Tekken 8 is going to be there. Um, they've officially come out and said that there's going to be a trailer there. Um, we pretty much have confirmation that Death Stranding 2 is going to be there. Kojima has been teasing the shit out of that. And obviously with his connections to Jeff Keighley, their romantic connections, um, you can pretty much guarantee that Kojima is going to bring a Death Stranding 2 announcement there. That game has been heavily rumored. The producer of Final Fantasy 16 is going to be there, which pretty much guarantees that we're finally going to get a release date for that title as well, because they've been saying that they've got announcements to make about that game, and really we're running out of time in the year, so this is probably going to be where it's at. Um, I would, what I think is really interesting is I'm hearing that, uh, Xbox might skip the game awards. And I don't know if that has to do with the FTC stuff that's going on. That's the story that I read the other day. And I wonder if PlayStation isn't going to do them the same because they, ha they never had their big, uh, fall state of play. Like they never had it. They had a state of play in the fall, but it wasn't their... You know, we didn't see Wolverine. We didn't see Spider-Man 2. We didn't see their big AAA uh, first-party stuff, which I don't know if they would do that at the Game Awards. You'd think they'd want to own that messaging themselves. They might have, like, one trailer in there, but I feel like they're still kind of holding their big showcase, and I don't know when that's coming. So, like, what does that leave? What do you, Antonio, what do you think is happening with the game awards in regards to xbox and playstation there was something coming out recently i saw an article that something like 60 something games were delayed out of 2022 so there's a big backup right mm -hmm. um, a lot of games are coming and we've been saying that for a while you know covid and the last two years especially for xbox have really you know pushed things out now i think they're gonna have a problem where they have too much content to release. And I don't know what the solution is going to be if they're going to spread it out even further. Like a log push... jam, you mean? Yeah, like everything's they're, just... They're, they're, imagine a small hole and then like a big phallic thing trying to get into the hole. There's not enough space to jam inside of the hole. There's too no, much... It's not going to be a problem because I'm saving up um, dictionary points. There we go. 
There we go. So it, you need to you need to gel it. You need, you need to apply a nice lubrication around the hole. So I think what's going to happen is you are going to see some of the things that they have in the cooker. They're going to show more Redfall. They're going to show Starfield stuff. I don't think you're going to see much from Xbox newly announced, right? It's not mm. possible. They have too much. Yeah, they don't announced. need to. They just, yeah. They have too much to announce that isn't going to isn't going to come out um that that needs to come out already so there's no i don't know about anything exciting from xbox i think that if they just get some things out of the door it'll be great but you're going to see more footage you're going to want to see gameplay or else it's going to be a huge disappointment so get us excited finally for what's coming but i don't know what surprises they have in store question for you death strand or kojima's next game Mm -hmm. it's it's death stranding 2 is that what it is is that well, there's multiple that... games oh shit. he's he's working on multiple games okay. he's doing his okay. xbox game which is supposed to be like okay. his indie abstract idea okay. all right but yeah death stranding 2 has it hasn't been confirmed but no, like I, it's pretty much confirmed I, I don't know about that i'd be very surprised if that needs another if that needs another game but anyway birdo uh, so one, uh, PlayStation, um, there is a precedent of them announcing very big games at the, at the Game Awards. If I'm not mistaken, the Un- Uncharted 4 was announced yep. at the Game Awards in 20, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there is a precedence for it. Um, God of War came out this year, but it wasn't supposed to, right? When that was first announced, they were like, oh, 20, I think it was supposed to be a release window game. Yep. And obviously, obviously that didn't happen and it got pushed back and lots and lots of delays. And I think, like, we know what Sony's doing in some regards. We know about we know about Spider-Man 2. We know about uh, Wolverine. And, and we have a couple of ideas. But they have been silent for a long time, right? The last big state of play we had was focused on PSVR 2. Um, and yes, they should have a big PlayStation-owned event. And I still think that they will. But they've been quiet for a long time. And I think my gut tells me that they were quiet because they had pushed things back. They had to. They didn't want to flood with news until they had something to show, but also to give the games that did come out this year, they've had three major big hitters, right? In the in the in the Last of Us remake, Horizon and and God of War. Um mm-hmm. compared to Microsoft who's released fucking what? I don't know this year. Um so PlayStation's had quite a lot come out this year when you're looking at first party ex- exclusive games um and, and things that we do know about and they um we've gotten some Final Fantasy information, which is not first party, but it's a it's a at least for the moment, I believe the time exclusive. I don't know if it's full console exclusive or not, but they have been quiet for a while. And again, there is a precedence of things being announced and revealed at the Game Awards. I suspect we'll see something um, now that God of War is out and in the wild and, you know, doing super well. Uh, we've obviously talked about it um, ad nauseum. Uh, I-, I think that they'll be there. I don't think they'll skip. I don't know that we'll get um, a maybe not a first party exclusive bombshell you know thing like uh whatever the next uh, we know that not we know that naughty dog is working on uh the um the multiplayer game yeah. for uh what's it called factions but, we know they're yeah. working on factions we know that's coming we also know they're working on something else we know they're working on something else what are they working on do we mm-hmm. get that announcement i don't know possibly um, I mean, they're fresh off of the release of, of, of the remake, um, but they didn't do that from scratch. They, they took that over halfway through development of that. Um, and then, you know, 
they got the, the factions. So are they working on? It's been a little while since since Uncharted. Are they working on the next Uncharted game, Uncharted Five? Based on how how Uncharted Four ends, and I, it's been long enough to spoil, but I won't. Based on how that ends, there's a completely different direction they can go with that series. Um, so I think with the success that? of that movie, there's no way that series is done. No, it's not even close to done. So they're, no. they're clearly working on it, but are they working on it now? Was that down the road a little bit? Um, with with Xbox, I don't know that they have anything to show. I mean, they, they must, right? They've bought 10,000 studios trying to buy uh, an, another uh, set. Um, but I, I don't know that Microsoft is best served at the Game Awards because it is the shared platform, whereas... Sony's had things come out this year. They can say, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did, and here's what we got next. And Microsoft can't say, look what we did, look what we did, here's what we got next. All they can say is, we've still got this shit coming that we promised you four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, last year when we promised all this stuff would come out and nothing. What has come out? I haven't been on the Xbox since I got the, since the PS5. I haven't turned my, my Series S on since I got the PS5 early in the year. Um, and I let my, my Game Pass subscription lapse. But what really of note has come out from Xbox, and I think when they have stuff to show, they need to own the event because they don't yeah. want to make announcements and be in the midst of all these other things. I think Xbox has more to gain by holding their own event outside of the Game Awards than PlayStation and Nintendo do. Because PlayStation and Nintendo, and Nintendo hasn't released a lot that I, for me personally, that I care about on the Switch, but they've released games this year, right? A couple. Metroid and a few others. Um, I think we might see Breath of the Wild 2 at the Game Awards, personally. Um, but but Xbox, uh, what do they show? They've got stuff working. Fable, right, is is, is cooking. We know Fable exists. I just, I don't you know. Get I feel to like the they point, benefit. You get to the point where, like, if you show something you haven't shown before, people are like, why are you showing me this when you haven't delivered that? And if you mm -hmm. show the things you have shown before. We've already seen this. You've already seen it. Yeah. Yeah, un games. unless unless what they show comes with a release date microsoft doesn't need to show anything unless maybe that's it, it maybe that's the thing maybe they actually release put some dates dates on stuff because lord know. knows they need them lord mm. knows they we know they're working on a ton of stuff they bought 45 fucking studios in six months mm. what are you working on you've made announcements for years and nothing's come out and you can't blame the pandemic because look what other studios have released that was started and ended in the pandemic, in the COVID work from home environment. They can't blame that shit anymore. God of War was made entirely in, 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 in work from home environment, almost entirely, right? Production started post-pandemic, released, and whatever you want to call this era now, post-pandemic, resurgence pandemic, I don't know. So Microsoft's working on shit. What are they re releasing? Sorry, Tony. No, I think we know what they're releasing. And if they do show, I agree, they have to impress and they have to do it with gameplay and release dates. That if you don't do that, you might as well not. So I do agree mm -hmm. with, with you there. Uh, hot take. The button, Adam, the button! God damn it. Fuck, Adam, you fucked it up. I'll fix it in post. Based, fuck post. <laughs> we'll do it live. So basically from what we're saying is there may not be the typical world premiere, world premiere, world premiere shit. There may not mm. be a lot of that this time around, right? Be 
fucking realistic going in. If you don't like a show that's two hours long, too long, don't fucking watch. If you don't like the fact that the show is a lot of game trailers and you just want, you know, the awards and you're here for the information, you know, you don't want to hear about cool new games. Fucking don't watch, okay? If you want to go in expecting anything less than being the biggest bombshell surprises, if that's your mentality, don't fucking watch because you're just doing it to shit on everything and complain. Seriously, you know what it is. Have some type of semblance of understanding what expectations are. I don't get why people tune in to the Game Awards, you know, in year three, four now, whatever it's mm -hmm. been, and then act shocked at the, well, what, like, why are there so many ads? I personally mm -hmm. love seeing the new shit. That's why I'm, I'm tuning in. I care a little bit about who wins, but I want to see the new shit. And all the commercials in between and all the stuff, it's all gaming related. And that's my shit. It's like targeted ads. It's like also that's a potty break time. Yeah, Go get some chips. Go you get might some dip. It's like you might like this. So here, let's show it to you. And it's like, great. And then you, you when people are watching and they're like, oh, but like you'll you'll show 60 games or whatever it is. You'd be like, oh, there was there's nothing there. I'm like, maybe not that what you like, but like other people enjoy other you know shit like Berto loves games where he can try to learn to read via the game it's like it's a challenge for him and he sees text and he tries to sound out the words some people have different needs and tastes so you know give me a crimbo prezi and shut the fuck up if you don't want to watch the game awards don't watch the fucking game awards all right i've got i've got one more thing to add about the game awards maybe two things um, you mentioned the ads and there's some, listen, game awards can be super cringy. And I don't think anybody will deny that some of the, some of the ad placements can be super cringy. What I want Gillette. to, what <laughs> I want to, I want I wanted to say this and not from like a soapbox kind of thing, but kind of a little bit is I, I'm, I, I'm not gonna take an actual bet, but I would like to take an internal team bet as to how often we will hear the, the name level infinite, which is 10 cents kind of. That's an umbrella of Tencent, right? Last year, Level Infinite was all over the Game Awards. If you don't know what Level Infinite is, look it up. It's Tencent. If you know who Tencent is, look them up because they're horrible and they're Chinese communists and they're, and they're budging their way into uh, the world that I love, which is video games, and they're trying to buy their way in. They're brute forcing their way in. I already have. It's a business. Jeff Keighley has to make money. I don't begrudge him from partnering with a company that will throw lots of money at him to have ad spots and, and, and whatnot. whatnot. Um, I just wish he would be forthcoming about it. Listen, your show is sponsored by the Chinese Communist uh, Party. It is. If you if I see Level Infinite 15 times throughout the course of the show, I'm going to call some bullshit. Uh, find other sponsors. Find an American sponsor. I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel about it. But also, changing directions, Valve, Mr. Steam Deck, Mr. Guy, did you hear about Valve and what they're doing at the Game Awards? Have you heard what they're doing? Giving they are away giving a Steam away a Steam minute. Deck every minute of the fucking show. Every goddamn minute. You know who That's registered cool. immediately? This fucking guy. This guy. So uh, I'm, I'm watching the Game Awards. Listen, I will sit through Level Infinite commercials and I will sit through <laughs> Cringe and I will sit through whatever because I'm a hypocrite and I want to win a goddamn Steam Deck. So Gabe, 
pick me, please. There's a lot of minutes and only one Birdo. So do do, do the math, Mr. Gabe. Birdo, yeah. you, you, your headline is something that I don't understand and have actively tried not to understand because my God, this is this is the source of so much fanboy rage on the social media right now. Uh, FTC, Activision, Blizzard, um, Microsoft. What's what do you want to talk about here? All right. So obviously, uh, a year and some change going on at this point. Microsoft uh, announced, "Hey, we're gonna we're in a position to acquire, take over, merge with whatever whatever phrase you want to use by Activision Blizzard for." Uh, 69 billion dollars because they have absolute fuck you money um and so we're like oh a lot of people oh this is cool game pass is going to be awesome and everything is wonderful and you know microsoft's not a dick company they're not gonna take everything away and everybody feels that way except for sony um sony is saying that if they do this um that means they own the biggest uh, gaming property in the world, Call of Duty, right? They will own it. And right now, there's an existing um, agreement where Call of Duty will remain on PlayStation consoles for three years. Microsoft said they would extend that an additional seven years. And Phil Spencer has since, not on the record, but said, uh, listen, we will keep Call of Duty on PlayStation as long as they're are PlayStation. But that's not a guarantee. That's him saying, hey, yeah, we'll do this. But there's, there's no contractual agreement that they have to do that. And they have a history of showing the opposite. Um, and so this has been going on back and forth. And they have to get approval for this type of acquisition from um, government authorities across the world. Not just here, right? They've got to get the approval from, uh, I forget what, the, what, the, what they're called, but the European, there's like a European trade union and the CFM, I think is another one. And there's a bunch of them. And many of the, many of the other European countries have been like, hey, hold on. There's a monopoly happening here. Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard is the biggest, by far and away, third-party kind of publisher developer of, of video games. And Microsoft, because of sheer um, bank power, is able to just acquire this thing. Something that no Sony couldn't buy Activision Blizzard if they wanted to. If they sold off entire other divisions of their company, they couldn't afford to make this merger. Microsoft through brute force alone is able to do this because gaming is such a small part of their overall revenue. They're Microsoft for fuck's sake. Well, um, after, and there's a report on Politico and I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. I'm gonna read a couple bits here. I'm gonna, and if you and if you care at all about the, not, not if you care about the industry, but if you're interested in some of this behind the scenes, I would go uh, politico.com uh, and look it up. But basically the FTC is likely, uh, I'm reading, uh, FTC Commission is likely uh, to file an antitrust lawsuit to block Microsoft's $69 billion takeover of video game giant Activision Blizzard, make of the hit games Call of Duty Candy Crush. Um, moving on, moving on. The invest. Uh, hold on. Uh, do, 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 do. There's a spot I wanted to read. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay. Um, central to the FTC's concerns is whether or not acquiring Activision would give Microsoft an unfair boost in the video game market. Microsoft's Xbox is number three to industry-leading uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and its PlayStation console. Sony, however, has emerged as the deal's primary opponent, telling the FTC regulators and in other countries that if Microsoft made games like Call of Duty exclusive to its platform, Sony would be significantly disadvantaged. Right now, every 
copy of Call of Duty sold on PlayStation, PlayStation gets a 30% rip off of that off that game, right? In addition to that, in order to play Call of Duty, you have to have PlayStation Plus because you have to you have to be an, a Plus member to play online with Call of Duty. So Call of Duty being on PlayStation guarantees a 30% rip off of every, off, off of every um, game sold, plus a guaranteed PS Plus um, subscription because you don't play Call of Duty single player offline. Sony is arguing that if Microsoft in the future, after the current arrangement decided we're going to make uh, either A, we're going to make it console exclusive, which they can do, whether they say they will or not, they have the ability to do that in the future after expiring details or after expiring uh, um, uh, contracts. Sony's argument is that what percentage of people only play Call of Duty? A substantial there's there's a subset of gamers they play two types of games they play sports games they play call of duty that's it if you tell them well future call of duty games will only be available on microsoft console they're going to go to that console they will that's a call of duty is a system seller as good of god of war is and as good of horizon and as good as playstation exclusives are combine the totals of of, of sony first party exclusives you don't even touch the numbers that Call of Duty sells on that platform alone. Forget how much Call of, how much Call of Duty sells across uh, PC, Xbox, and and PlayStation. And even the act of it will be on Game Pass. Well, now again, you're a PlayStation gamer. You say I got to pay seventy bucks for the, for the, for every year to play Call of Duty, or I can subscribe to Game Pass, ten bucks a month. If I play one other game a year on the Xbox platform, I can now play. The, the game that I actually care about for $10 less, right? At, at $70 a pop for for um, uh, the game itself. And you get another Xbox exclusive along along the way. So Sony is arguing and they're kind of, they're not winning, but they are making waves that, listen, if Microsoft buys this, unless we get in some kind of writing, guaranteed, long-term, forever, as long as we sell PlayStations, they will make the game available to us at a competitive rate as in not put it on game pass it significantly hurts our ability to maintain oh my god not not, okay. not a market leader but maintain profitability the money that they get from call of duty right the millions and millions and millions they get off call of duty sales is free income they don't spend any money to make that money which they can then use to reinvest, and that's in the. If you read this article, it's that's written in the article, and there's another one that was that was published um, shortly after this one, and I didn't get the link to oh. it. But they talk about how the millions of dollars a year they make off Call of Duty sales on their platform is free investment, and Microsoft currently makes that money too, free investment by not owning Call of Duty. Both companies make millions of dollars for free, without generating any, without having to generate income to, to, to make the games that they can then use to freely invest in their other studios. Okay. So can I this, say something, Chris? I have a one I second, a... one second. Yep. One second. So this would be this, this potential antitrust lawsuit from the FTC, um, is likely to go through. And this, along with one of the Europe, the, the Europeans version of the FTC, there is a chance for the first time that this Microsoft Activision deal actually doesn't go through. And if you want the details, read this article, and I'll, I, I'll, I'm sure I'll find the other one. I'll post it on, on Discord or on Twitter at some point. But there's another one that is 18 pages long, heavily redacted, heavily redacted. And it comes from Sony's investigation. Um, they they paid data analysts, right? This big money in, in, in big data. And uh, it's a 
it's an extremely interesting read and uh it's a big deal uh i personally don't want microsoft to buy activision because i don't i don't like the monopolization uh, of the gaming industry i don't want microsoft to own everything oh i don't want God. here's the thing i don't want sony to own them either i don't want anybody to own activision blizzard except for activision blizzard i don't want somebody to buy ea i don't want somebody to buy ubisoft i want these companies to exist and put their games everywhere okay. exclusivity is great if you've built the company yourselves that's the difference i I, I could go on a rant, and I don't want to make this a seventeen-hour-long podcast. But all of a Tony, sudden, go ahead. all of a sudden, exclusives are bad. Not only are they bad, they should be illegal. Now, no, not at all. No, no, no. Let me summarize. Podcast timeout. No, shut up. Podcast timeout. Podcast timeout. Shut the fuck up. Podcast timeout. Exclusives are not a bad thing. It's what differentiates the consoles. Because beyond power and aesthetics, the consoles are the consoles, right? A, a a a microsoft owned studio that they have nurtured and worked with exclusively potentially for years and they make games only from that console they make sense playstation uh exclusives make sense right you're in-house in grown studios that you have worked with right um sucker punch worked with them exclusively before being acquired for a long time they made like one game for xbox and then otherwise they worked with so they worked at Sony for years and years and years before being before being purchased. Dude, Game company shut the fuck the up. Companies that dude. listen, we're a second party studio, we work with you, and we've only made games on your console for years, anyways. So them being acquired as one offs, they make sense. Those partnerships make sense, and now they become part of the PlayStation family. And they've worked with these companies for years and years and years and years and years. I wanna I wanna hear I wanna hear Antonio's take. I Why wanna, does I'm, that matter? I want you to talk. Because it's, Why? It's, Oh, no, no, I want to hear your take, Birdo, because it's like, we have a great... No, no, wait, wait, I'm asking you a question, then you could talk. Here's a, here's a great product, right? It's a great product. And it's okay if we have a nice working relationship and all that, and you're making Spider-Man Insomniac, and that's awesome. And then all of a sudden, we're going to make you part of us now. Now, we own Insomniac. And now we could do whatever we want with Spider-Man and that's okay. But now we have Xbox and we got Call of Duty with, you know, Activision and they're making a great product. And, you know, you've had shit on our platform, but somehow our, our, we don't have as much of a fuzzy relationship. So we can't be so bad in brute forcing our way into it's buying. Not, it's not. It's not, and the, you just explained it yourself, you fucking and, and, idiot. Listen. And doing what we want right. with Call of oh, Duty. Listen, it's no, the no, same stop. Listen, you fucking situation. You, no, you're missing the point. The companies that you just referenced, right? So Sucker Punch, the one that we talked about. They made games almost exclusively for PlayStation anyways. Okay, let's compare. Make what, your bad argument. What, let, let's, let, okay, let's make a bad argument. This doesn't make sense. Why would Microsoft spend their money to make a studio under their wing so they can make exclusives. That wouldn't be a good business decision. That that doesn't make any sense. You know you what guys... makes sense? No, you know what makes sense? Sony buying a company that already makes exclusive games. So let's spend our money to make them part of us when they already make us exclusive it does. games. That makes it sense. Does. No, no, it does. That makes sense. Hold on, one second, one second. Let me spend... You're both on timeout. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You guys are making completely separate arguments. Antonio is making a business argument and Birdo is making 
a good faith argument. You both... Birdo is... Birdo's argument... You can nod if I'm right or shake your head if I'm wrong. Birdo's argument is not that this is not a good business decision. His argument is that it doesn't sit well with him that they have the opportunity to change the landscape, whether they do or not, whether that's what ha ends up happening or not. Your argument is, of course, they're going to do that because it makes good business sense. Antonio is right in the fact that obviously, if you're putting that money into a pool, you're going to make the best return on your investment as possible. Absolutely. I'd you've you've spoke plenty, Berto. Can I read you one thing from this article? I just want to read one thing. The FTC's concerns whether acquiring Activision would give Microsoft an unfair boost in the video game market. Here's the next sentence. Microsoft Xbox is number three to the industry-leading Sony Interactive Entertainment. Dude, what the fuck? But it's also a moment in time. I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's also... This, this quote-unquote, who's in what place is a snapshot in time. What ends up happening after these deals could potentially change that. There's no way for either of us, any of us, to know whether that's true or not. There's no way for any of us to know if they take these games and put them exclusively on Xbox. They should be exclusive. They bought them. If they want to do right. that, they should do that. If it's a monopoly antitrust, if it gets to that level, fine. I agree. It's such a fanboy argument that it's you really not. don't... Listen, it's such a fanboy argument you really don't even see. Like You can't even realize what you're saying because we're talking about being a lawsuit like this is wrong at it it's such an unfair advantage to do that and and it's like that's the exact same situation of taking your money building an in-house studio people talent time and and building a product that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed Which to Which Microsoft isn't doing. If you take they the aren't money able to do that. And they you can't buy a studio. If you, if you buy uh, Activision and they make it, it's the same fucking thing. You're legally owning the product. The decision to make it exclusive, again, you have to either be exclusive, should be illegal, or not. Because it's like, oh, you could have exclusives, but not if they're so good and not if they're so popular and not if they're well, not if they've previously been somewhere else those those I ideas are asinine but i don't Just think that's the know. same thing because okay let's say all right let's say um microsoft buys uh what is what the fuck are we talking about activision blizzard let's say they buy activision blizzard activision blizzard creates a brand new ip exclusively for xbox leaves Call of Duty multi-platform. I don't think Birdo would have an art would have a problem with that brand new IP because being exclusive. Because he would get to play it on PlayStation. What's that? Right? No, the new IP no, the new IP is the new IP would be exclusive to Xbox, but Call of Duty would remain multi-platform. Yeah, I as think as long as right. I could keep Call of Duty other places, I'm fine with it, right? Why the fuck does that like because it's because it already exists there. A because of it already exists. 
That hold so on. what legally? Be, why does that fucking matter? He's not talking about legal. We've, I don't care about legally. He's, he's not talking it, about legally. He's saying, I'm talking about. I'm talking about kicking out an entire. I am talking about kicking out an entire group of players from an ecosystem that maybe bought the next gen consoles and bought a PS5 because they knew that they could play Call of Duty with their gaming friends, right? So it's morally wrong. Should the FTC file a lawsuit because of that? If it could, yes. If if what? Yes. If the if the FTC and and the and the European Union, whatever their equivalent is, is saying Microsoft's purchase and acquisition of, of Activision would be okay. so would be so detrimental, financially detrimental to their competition. Yes, based off of the size and popularity of that one franchise. You guys are gonna make me edit the fuck out of that segment. <laughs> oh my god, I think that was Just like a skip half the hour. whole fucking thing. That was a half hour on that story alone. All right, Antonio, what is your headline? Here's the shortest headline we have. Okay, the uh, the Steam Deck, uh, Steam releases the most played games by playtime. And they did it for November. And I'm just going to read to you really quick the 20 list of the 20. And the reason why is because it's pretty surprising, right? Here's what's being played on the Steam Deck. All right. We have Vampire Survivors, Persona 5 Royale, Elden Ring, Cyberpunk, Stardew Valley, Elder Scrolls, The Witcher 3, Red Dem Redemption 2, Brotato, Fallout 4, Grand Theft Auto 5, Hades, No Man's Sky, Slay the Spire, God of War, The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, RimWorld, Tactics Ogre Reborn, and Monster Hunter Rise. You say bro-tato? Bro-tato. Yeah. It's like a shoot 'em up stupid thing. You're a potato with guns. <laughs> so the crazy thing about this is Steam Deck has incredible capabilities, and it's playing triple-A style games along with these 8-bit, 16-bit, less demanding games. And it's fantastic what you can do with the system. You can edit the frames per second down to a, a 40 frames, which gives it a nice, smooth way about it. And then you can have games run on high, maybe not ultra, but medium to high settings and have amazing AAA experiences on this very affordable handheld so it's pretty fantastic i just bought a dock for my steam deck and i'm playing things full screen stretched out on my 4k and i'm going to do some research and report back to mdl listeners about how it's doing this what am i actually seeing um when i'm plugging this uh, the native screen is like 800p max but when you put it on a 4k screen it still looks good a lot of these games and it's a fantastic thing so if you're in the market, you can actually order and buy a Steam Deck within a week. Um, things have gotten a lot faster, and you can have some experiences that are just blowing the Switch's gimped out capabilities away. So very interesting. Go ahead, I have two questions. I have two questions about that. Um, one, you know with the Switch, when you put it on the, the dock, it's... Um, the dock helps kind of the processing, right? It makes it makes it games played on the in the dock technically run at a slightly higher resolution, slightly better, right? It's does supposed to. The, supposed to. Does the Steam Deck dock do that, or is it just a screen replicator? A. So that's question Steam, A. Steam itself has an official dock that's coming out that's going to mm -hmm. run around eighty dollars, I believe. And as far as I know, 
there are no enhanced graphic capabilities, any hardware inside the dock. What it is when you talk about a Steam Deck dock is it's more of a uh, way to connect peripherals. So the main thing about it is that it has an out to HDMI and then HDMI into whatever screen you're going to put it in. And it also has the USB ports where you can plug in the keyboard and the mouse. So it's, it's more of a hub. You can actually take, maybe you have a laptop hub that you use to connect your laptop to a monitor. Mm -hmm. You can actually take that and plug the USB-C inside and it will have, you know, charging through there. So pass through charging, it'll connect your peripherals and it'll go to the screen, but it's not boosting it in any way. So it's a you screen replicator. Yeah, you go. Well, okay. it's just going through. It's just like any sure. other hub. There's no in the Steam Deck. You just set, and once you plug it in, it recognizes that it's going out to something, and then you can set the resolution to whatever you want it to be. I'm not sure what's going on as far as if there's stretching or anything like that going on. I know modern TVs, a lot of them have upscaling, so whether you know it or not, if you're watching like Netflix content, it's coming out at you know, 1080p, but you're watching it on a 4K. If you set your resolution to that, there's upscaling technology that kind of makes up for mixing, missing pixels and stretches it and all sort of checkerboarding shit that I don't know about that I want to look into because it looks sharp what, from the games that I'm playing that I'm seeing, even some of these uh, AAA titles. And it will go down over time as games get more and more powerful it's possible the Steam Deck will start to fall behind and you won't be able to play something like a this year's Game of the Year contender Elder Ring and have it look fantastic. We're talking Red, Denver, Red Dead Redemption 2 handheld. Like, fucking crazy, dude. So, highly recommend Steam Deck. Look look at it, look at reviews, look at all sorts of coverage that we have coming out. You, you answered my second question. Because uh, 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 I was going to ask about, is it when you put it on the dock, is it is it stretching the image from an 800p to a 4k or if there's internal upresing which may just happen on the tv's end for all i know um, all the resolutions are listed along with sure. frames per second limiting so it i was messing with it and i said you know what yeah input output 4k and then i put it down to 1080p just to see what's going to happen when i tell the steam deck you know what output 1080p to the tv but the TV is like, you know, can go up to 4K mm -hmm. and I'm still messing with it. I got a, a Zox, J-S-A-U-X dock, whereas the Steam official dock is coming out relatively soon. So I don't know what that's going to do. It's, it's dope. The whole, so the point of the Steam Deck is to have portability. The Switch is whatever. The Switch games are only on the Switch. Where the Steam Deck, you're playing your Steam library the benefit of plugging into a dock and playing on a TV when you could already just play those same games in your library on the, on your, on your PC at full resolution. Yeah, on a monitor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely situational. My, my computer sure, sure, is downstairs yeah. in my den and my big yeah, 4k TV is upstairs in the living room. So yeah, I see that. You could go handheld. You can go and play the same game you just bought on your PC. If you have, you know, your big PC on your monitor and then you can go and take your Steam Deck over to your other living room TV, plug it in there. So that's what I'm doing. Gotcha. I'm playing my Steam. I'm playing my Steam Deck, my Steam games everywhere, fucking everywhere. Adam, is this your primary console now? Only because of the convenience factor. Yes, yeah. um, I'm always gonna miss the graphical powerhouse capabilities of like my Series X yeah. or you know other things, but. 
there's nothing for dads that's going to be convenience because I'm playing Fallout 4 in bed and it's looking great and it's just like touch your wife man I'm, I'm, I'm playing Elden Ring I'm playing Persona 5 dude my, my wife is you know hot as a button but I'm playing fucking all these games handheld my hands are busy he's playing, he's playing brotato can't honey can't roll over brotato. I'm playing brotato <laughs> all right well holy shit that's why we only do three headlines in that segment uh that took forever <laughs> we are gonna take a break we're gonna go throw it to jb with the discord leaderboard and then we're gonna wrap things up with the caboose we'll be right back it's time for another edition of discord leaderboard at the mega dad's discord we have a bot who keeps track of everyone's posts just like elon musk and each month, it's my job to tally those up to determine our most active members. This month, those members are... In third place, with a Discord leaderboard debut, Spokes. In second place, N. Johnson, 5513. And once again in first place, Wookie. And our most active Megadads team member, with more than 80 posts more than anyone else, probably because of the amount of time he spends talking about Nick's beard and his love of Friday Eve... Berto. As of the first of the month, all post counts have been reset, so get out there, get chatting, and maybe next time you can be on the Discord leaderboard. Berto, you fucking bitch. Alright, keep going. That's right! <laughs> We're back! And we've reached the final segment of Meganad's Live, but the fun doesn't stop when the podcast does. We have so much coming up this month here at Megadads, including the Megadads Holiday Special. I am very, very excited later this month. We're doing it again. The three of us are going to be doing uh, all sorts of fun gags. We're going to have musical bits. We're going to have Santa Claus. We're going to have a visit from Santa Claus. It's going to be a great time. I'm super excited about it. Um, and I'm glad that you guys are joining me. This, this is a, we've found our solid team. As long as you guys don't kill each other, um, arguing over fucking antitrust law, who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? Uh, I think I think we got a great team here. I'm very, as we wrap up 2022, I'm very happy with the team we've got here on Megadads Live. Thank you guys for being a part of it. And um, that brings us to the caboose. This is the final segment of Megadads Live where we bring something to recommend outside of the world of video games that we think you might enjoy. Birdo, tell me about your caboose. My caboose is full of 90s sitcoms. Uh, the world is kind of garbage right now as a general statement, right? Kanye's a Nazi. Twitter's just horrible. Hive is down for unknown amounts of time. And uh, you got to fill the time somehow. And I have started rewatching uh, just 90s sitcoms. I'm watching Friends again for the upteenth thousandth time. It is to date my favorite TV show of all time. Uh, watching watching these shows from, from, from the 90s... Um, like watching uh, Friends and like uh, Seinfeld and, and those type of shows, it just it just reminds me of a time when like life was just simple and mm -hmm. happy, and I didn't have responsibilities and bills and a bad back and a bald head and uh, you know warts on my dingus. It's just uh, I don't know. '90s sitcoms are just a warm, happy place for me. They could have been my super positive for all, for all intents and purposes. Uh, I don't know if you're if you're sitting there you don't you don't want to play a game you're like uh, I don't want to do anything active or do anything with my family I want to just chill by myself still 
put on a put on a 90s like sitcom put on like amazon or hbo whatever streaming service you have find a show you watched when when life was just more carefree for you and just see if you don't just kind of feel better i'm i'm telling you i'll lay in bed and i'll watch an hour or two of friends and it's just i'm laughing and because i've watched friends as much as i have i i quote the show just endlessly and uh I don't know. I just I recommend go go find something from your past, like a, like a '90s sitcom, or if you're older, an '80s sitcom. I don't know, uh, and just uh, I don't know, just laugh and just just have a good time. That's what I that's what I've been doing. Do you ever get any kickback and just like feel really fucking old? I do. I, I do. I do when they make references that are that are clearly a '90s reference mm-hmm. that. Uh, like if, if my kids watch you know if they want to watch friends with me they'll make a reference that won't make any fucking sense in today's in today's society right. it just doesn't make sense or i'll watch shows and and i've and again i've watched them over the years but knowing that when i watched the show when i was when i was when i was younger they'll make jokes that of course i laughed at because the laugh track told me to laugh but then you listen to it now and it's like oh that was a dick joke that was a sex innuendo mm. that i just didn't <laughs> get in my in my youth and so watching them now, it's just like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's funny. They were they were talking about sex the whole time. It's just <laughs> the whole show's like friends. The whole show is just about sex, the whole thing. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just it's just good to kind of go back, yes, <laughs> and 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 relive some of those just memories. Because like I remember watching them, you know, on Friday night or whatever, and just yeah. with with my mom, and my dad, or whatever, and just you know watching TGIF. Remember TGIF? Yeah. Urkel. Just, Man, it just it just brings back uh, happy memories. So that's that's Brutal. what I recommend. Brutal. Go. Impor- important question: Are you a Rachel, a Phoebe, or a Monica? Am I, or who would I bang? Because there's a different story. Are different... you? Am I? Oh God, I am I am such an even mix between Phoebe and Monica because I am obsessive compulsive and also half brain dead. So what do you think, Adam? Adam, are you huh? a Monica? I think nah, I'm a Monica. Ross. That's it. No, that wasn't an option. He didn't give me the option of being one of the guys. They were on a break. They were on a break. Oh, 100% they were on a break. They were absolutely on a break. Rachel is wrong. Sorry. Yeah, he banged this lady at the the, uh, Xerox shop, but they were on a break. She said so. Rachel was wrong. So what Birdo's saying is that if you want a Crimbo Prezi, get the Friends full season DVD. Give it to your loved one. Okay. If if you buy me a DVD in 2022, I'm going to punch you. I'm gonna punch you. you buy me a DVD, I'm going to punch you in the face. What's your caboose? Okay. So the caboose I have is a YouTube channel called Mr. Ballin, B-A-L-L-E-N. So it's just storytelling. This guy literally just looks at the screen and tells you these very interesting stories. Some of it's like true crime. Some of it's just kind of spooky. And some of it is just like hilarious. And my wife's into that type of stuff. And she would put it on and like I just started getting really into it. There's a lot of stories about people who survived like traumatic uh, things that they definitely shouldn't have. So a lot of it is like these stories are sound fake, but they're 100% real. And this is story after story of like very interesting stuff. And it's like 15 minutes long and they'll do like little short ones and long ones. Um, There is an element like I mentioned about like kind of real life true crime more gritty stuff and if you can handle that type of stuff you got to look up mr ballin on youtube 
and then his video called the most effed up interrogation ever caught on tape and this story like once it ended me and my wife like were just in silence like for a good 10 minutes before we could even talk about it so if you're into that type of stuff check out the channel some of it's really funny some of it's really interesting and some of it is just like kind of crazy mr so, ballin yeah mr ballin he's just a regular guy just kind of wears a shirt and just fucking just kind of wears thing. a shirt well that's <laughs> his thing he's like just kind of wears a shirt this thing is a flannel <laughs> shirt he will not he will not not wear a flannel shirt it's always a flannel shirt okay. that's his, his just one of those normal shirt guys um shirt my caboose is kind of weird so I'm yeah, going to rec recommend a, a, a movie trailer because <gasps> I'm, oh, a, I know which one I'm a guy who likes a stupid movie. I love a stupid movie. One of my favorite movies is Snakes on a Plane. Just fucking love it. Such a garbage movie, but it's just so up my ass. I can't even believe it. So this trailer comes out and it's for a movie called Cocaine Bear. And <laughs> it's, a, it's about a grizzly bear who eats a fuck ton of of cocaine and then just rampages through this small community uh i would uh, it looks like just eating the shit out of everybody and just fucking things up and <laughs> it's it's not only just like a great premise but like the logo is just this wonderfully like 80s font of just like cocaine and then bear it's like in it's like in like uh, like the bear scratched it out of wood or something like that and it's Ray Liotta's last movie before he died. Ray which... Liotta died? <laughs> yes. Vin, which is this just year? Like, Yesterday. Which is just like oh. perfect, right? Like just what a what a, oh a prestigious career he had. And he goes out on Cocaine Bear. I watched this trailer multiple times. And I'm just kind of like, this is such an Adam fucking movie. Uh, if I've ever seen one, so watch the trailer for Cocaine Bear. It looks like oh, and it and it's got um, it's got like what 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 is she Felicity? I think it was Felicity talking about nineties no. shows. Uh, Are you she's serious? like the main character in the movie is Felicity, and then of course the Cocaine Bear. So Harry Russell, yeah. Ray Liotta. Oh my god! Yeah, this so movie has I, no I right will, to exist, but it's amazing. Listen, Ice I will Cube watch this. It. I will watch this with the same. Uh, that I watch the um, Sharknado movies with. Yes. Those movies have no business existing. I love them. Yeah. They're so fucking amazing. I love them all. And I will watch Cocaine Bear the same way I watch Sharknado 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. I think Absolutely. Six. Cocaine Bear trailer is my Crimbo present to you. Um, and that is going to do it for this episode of Megadads Live. Oh, I hope you guys all have an amazing holiday we're going to keep pumping out content here on Megadads. We're going to have those active conversations in the Discord channel. You can find us on Hive when it comes back. Um, we are at Megadads on Hive. So please, please make the transition away from the shit, the shitstorm that is Twitter uh, and join us in our Discord and on our YouTube channel and on our TikTok. Uh, is, it tick, is it a TikTok channel? What is what is TikTok referred to as? Your TikTok Listen, page? TikTok page? TikTok? Or, or sit TikTok? down, Grandpa. Listen Grandpa, to you're watch our TikTok. Yourself. Grandpa, sit down, please. Man, somebody tell yourself. me how to program my VCR while you're at it. Uh, anyway, we're everywhere. You can find us all over the place. And again, you... 
this month, Megadad's holiday special. It's coming out December 23rd. So make sure you're subscribed to youtube.com slash Megadad's because it's going to be fucking hilarious and fun. And uh, I love doing it every every year. So, um, boys, you have anything else to say before we go? Yeah, if you can help Adam not sit on piss, if you can teach him how you know to what? not do that, please please you know write what? us. It was one fucking contact time. us at Hive at Mega. At way to way Mega to Dad. make fun of somebody for their for their visual impairment. I'll never forget that his ocular I'm a, deficiency. I'm yeah. about to I'm about to run and tell my wife. This is hilarious. <laughs> You're about to run it down your wife. Run and tell my wife oh. that you that you slop and piss. Good night, everybody. Yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Bye. Was it was it warm when he sat down? No, it was cold. That was the worst part. I mean, I don't know. You would have hold on. You would have preferred. Wait, you would have preferred if the piss was warm. Before we end the show. Before we end the show. He would have preferred if hold the on. piss was warm. Jesus. This might be something that Birdo doesn't relate to. Because we we live we live up north where it's cold. Antonio, sure. you live in Chicago. I live in Minnesota. Would you rather sit? on a cold toilet seat or a warm toilet seat. The, oh. It's only warm because somebody just sat there, but cold, it's cold, warm. Cold, cold, No, I do experience, fuck you, I don't relate to this. Yes, Are I do. Are cold toilet seats in Florida? It's like 95 degrees and humid. Uh, no, toilet seats I've traveled, cold. asshole. I'm not like some bum who's, <laughs> I've gone on vacations, you fuck. I'm world traveled. I've been to Germany, for fuck's sake. Listen. Oh, I bet they're really cold over there. <laughs> oh, I see. Listen, an icy so toilet seat, seat. And yeah, an icy seat makes me jump, but a warm seat makes me feel uncomfortable. Antonio, warm or cold? I can't, I, you don't. If I sit on a warm seat, I'm very uncomfortable. Like you can't, you can't. Someone's nested there. You can't. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't make your nest. I'll with take a warm seat all day time. long, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know, you know, people are shitting there all day long. Their ass has touched that seat. There's nothing you can do about it. No matter how much you wipe that seat, somebody's ass was right there. Okay, right? I'm following. Yeah. So I might as well take the comfort of a warm seat, knowing mm. I've made that commitment. My ass is touching where another man's ass touched, regardless of if that seat so is warm or cold. Lemons out of lemonade type. So situation I'll I'll just take the I'll take the warm seat, man. If you were rich enough, would you have a seat warmer? Oh fuck yeah! In there, that's, heated that's toilet seat is a dream. Yeah. And then, and then they get up, and then they let you sit. Be like, uh, Miss Elena, do your seat, and you, you know. Thank you, Jeeves. Mabel, you have a new job. <laughs> Add it to the job description. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Making Dad's Live. We'll see you next month. Bye. <laughs>